Hello, everyone. Welcome to Royal Path. I'm your host, Andrew, and tonight we are fatherless because he's been serving a lot of services. That's that's take number two on the intro, by the way. Uh, but uh, he's been serving a lot of services this last week, and so he asked if he could take the night off, and we graciously said, please go rest your old bones, please. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I doubt he's doing that, but he's not going to be here tonight. So it's just us. So I'm going to ask Cyprian what is a movie that you don't like that everyone else loves Ooh, yeah what a great question right what is a movie that i don't like you need me to vamp i can vamp for a second that everybody i know mine else what it, well tell me because maybe that'll help me to, to sort of uh figure it out the dark knight the christopher oh. nolan the Christopher Nolan Batman movie. I don't like that one. And of course, I don't think anybody really likes the one after that, but I don't like that one either. I think Batman Begins is really, really good, but I do not like The Dark Knight. You know, I can take or leave The Dark Knight Yeah. as a, as a movie. Yeah. There's things that I like in it that I think are cool, that I the think pleasure are- Pleasure is awesome. Yeah, that I think are, that, yeah, there's, there's some definitely scenes in it that are absolutely iconic. 100%. But as a movie as a whole, it's sloppy. You, you it's know, honestly, sloppier. right now, I don't think I could even tell you the plot of Dark Knight. I could quote things from it, but I'm not sure I could tell you the plot. So, yeah, that says something right off the bat. But so, like, there's a lot of things I don't like about it, but the part one of the the whole things of that movie is that people are generally good and the jokers mm. have to prove that they're not good mm. um and don't get me wrong i i like definitely like scenes from that movie and i think that the joker is awesome in that movie mm -hmm. um i don't know if that's necessarily my joker i like um when i think of joker i think of tall and lanky i i think of joaquin yeah. phoenix like he's a very good that those long limbs the hair flying back behind him when he's running yeah um that was a more militarized squat joker and there's nothing wrong with that but i tend to think of him as a lanky 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 guy but um but the part at the end where he's like shut down all the bridges and all the tunnels yeah. so that nobody can escape gotham so they take all the convicts out of prison and all yes. the people and put them on this yeah. raft two separate rafts Gotham has a population of let's say 15 to 20 million people. Yeah. How is that evacuating a city? And what are they going to do with those people on the other side once they like dump them on the other side of the river? Yeah. Like, it's a very, yeah. very loose, like you can tell Nolan had this idea for this raft scene of like making the good guys choose whether or not to kill the bad guys and the bad guys whether or not to kill the yeah. good guys, blah, blah, blah. And um, he was like, how do I get there? And he chose like the weakest. Oh, well, I can't. I can't really criticize. One of my, I'm, I'm not a director. I this man. Well, I, I see, but I think that's kind of the thing about the movie, and that's that's what I'm saying. Where it's like, it's an it's a cool movie to watch, and I feel like maybe I feel like the reason why I can't tell you the plot is because I think every time I watched it, I have not been sober. Let's say that. Okay. Like, sure. and, and, and I haven't watched it recently. Let's just put it like that. But like, sure. I think every, I, I think I've probably seen it three or four times. Yeah. 
And in each case, I was not sober, and I was very entertained by it because it was like visually stimulating in every uh-huh. way and like auditorily. It's 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 a great stimulation of the senses, and I think that's why people like it. Like Dune, like the new one. Like Dune. Well, but see, Dune, I know the story. And like the actually sure. the new Dune follows the story actually even better than Lynch's Dune. So I it's was like, more like okay. it's not it does, it's missing the heart. It's like it's yeah great to look at, wonderful to look at, yeah. it's beautiful, but there's just like yeah, there's just something yeah. not quite there. I you know, I can't think of a movie that everybody likes, but I really don't and see that and and then that's hard because it's like i I guess when i think everybody likes it's like i go by the critics Uh, like it thinks to me like what the critics like i'm trying to think if there's something that like in general people are like oh i really really like that movie to where i'm just like oh i really didn't like that movie because usually if i don't like a movie i just don't even one i'm not going to go see it in the theater i know that i'm not going to like it right yeah like from the jump and then I'll just turn it off. Really? Like if I'm watching it you at home. Suffer it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I do not suffer. I do not suffer movies. And and you know, I'm so thankful for my wife because she is so good about that. She'll just look at me and be like, This is bad. Let's just not watch it. I'm like, Okay, absolutely. That's you have great. a movie that you like that nobody else likes. Um Hmm. Where like everybody else is like, oh, that's a terrible, that's such a terrible movie. Yeah. What's like, because again, I have an answer. I am a staunch defender of the Star Wars sequels, the Force Awakens. Yes. And Last Jedi. And I love Rise of Skywalker. I think those movies are awesome. And I'm a yeah, I, yeah. Star Wars fan. Yeah, I, I, I can. Yeah. Well, but see, that's that's sort of a gimme because there's enough people that like them. Obviously, box office says that. And then there's enough people that hate them. Right. So it's like, eh, you know, know that, that everybody likes them. That was one of those things. I, I was like, I was looking around and like most like the podcast and people I listen to about Star Wars, they all love them. Then I was yeah. like, who are these people that do not like these movies? Just haters. And well, Just then haters. I found them. I found the people <laughs> I asked and God showed me. And then I would talk with people. And it's one of those things, I guess where it kind of irks me but it also i get it that like a lot of times the criticisms are the same mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of like are you just parroting what somebody else is saying like there's a lot of that because the common criticisms i'm not going to get into it but the, they would the say, whole mary sue thing or whatever oh, and all that and that i have there ray ray is good at something once yeah. she is like assaulted by that thing so everyone's like, Ray's a Mary Sue. By the way, she's not amazing at everything the first time that she does everything. The very first time she goes to fire a blaster, she forgets to turn the safety off. That's true. So she goes to like put, oh crap, the safety and like pushes the safety back on. And then she easily gets bested by Kyle Ren the very first time mm-hmm. they ever have a conflict. And it's only after she has the force used on her that she gets good at the force. By the way, plenty of precedent for that within the Star Wars universe. Well, and uh, the character, like if you go back to the character, it's like she's alive, right? So the fact that she even exists, like if you go back to what her what her life has been up to that point. Yeah. And uh, this is like, this, this is where it's like, well, and, and okay, 
this is actually good. This is actually good because it gets to something deeper than this, right? The people who have the criticism, and I see this a lot, the people who have this criticism, there is a whole critic, criticosphere, right? Oh, there's the a, there's a, yes, there's a critic sphere where let's, it's, it's like, let's tear down whatever's popular. It's like, it's postmodern, it's nihilistic, all of this. And it's like, if you use any trope that they can identify, amen, they will tear it down. And it's like, well, you can't tell anybody who's really a storyteller or who knows anything about stories. It's like even Joseph Campbell, like hero with a thousand faces. Okay. Mm-hmm. The classic book. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it's called hero with a thousand faces. It's called the monomyth. You can't effectively tell a new story. No, there are no new stories to be told. So what That's we're doing, sense. yeah, the we're story. retelling the story, the story, the, the story. story. Yes. And, and these people, so that's the danger, I think, of this criticosphere, right, is that they want to tear down, by tearing down these stories, what they're really doing is they're tearing down the story. They're telling people, stop telling the story. Oh, Cyprian, you're speaking to my, this is my whole thing, is like, I'm just a guy, and I will, with, with puppy dog, like, love, like, just, like, love something and mm-hmm. it's just like and yeah i see the flaws in it yeah they, it's not perfect but it takes a, i think it can take it takes a bigger man sometimes within reason sometimes to be able to just ignore something because yeah there's things i'm not crazy about like yeah i mm-hmm. wish they had probably done some things differently and right now we're talking about star wars so sure. you know i wish there's some things they had done differently and but like they're never going to make that perfect movie for me ever again like and they're never going to sure as heck never going to make me feel like I did when I was a kid watching those, except for The Force Awakens, because gosh, like gosh darn it, in the movie theater, I felt like a little kid watching Star Wars all over again. I was like, this is so cool. I am so into this. And that's, like that's that's a wow. Continue, continue, because yeah. I think you're you're hitting on something here that is actually something I've been thinking about this week. I'm just like, I'm just and I'm a hype guy. I buy the hype. Like that's one mm. of the reasons why I love the Marvel movies. And it's like, I mean, comic books in general, I, I go into things and you have to prove me, prove to me that it's not good. And my wife mm-hmm. is the exact opposite. You have to prove to her that it is good and she doesn't like it going in, which means that maybe she'll end up being a more diehard mm. fan than I will. But also like evidence is proved to the contrary because I'm pretty loyal to the whatever intellectual properties, the stories, the the whatever it is, the um, franchises that I'm loyal to. I love those franchises and, you know, I'm going to see all of the dumb movies and like, um, I, I, I think that, it, yeah, you can get this total like notion of like, well, I start liking something deeper when I'm a critic of it. And yes, there is. Is that true, that. though? Is that-, I think that there's a hint of truth when you can recognize because I can be uh forgive the term if I'm using it incorrectly a bit of an apologist sure yeah yeah stuff. no that's right yeah because I can say like yes okay w- one of the things for example one of the things I didn't really want them to do was in Rise of Skywalker I didn't want J.J. Abrams to be like anyway and just go back to the story he was telling from last jedi yeah. you know like because there's force awakens then they jerked way over here 
mm-hmm. with Last Jedi. And then he kind of was like, okay, back to my thing. And they did that. And I wasn't mm-hmm. crazy about that. They reforged Kylo's helmet. They wrote out that Rose character to like, mm-hmm. like five speaking lines. And then they brought Ray's lineage back. Like, so that all of Ryan Johnson's changes to the Star Wars franchise, whatever, all were basically undone. And it's like, yeah, that's not great. I don't love that, but I still love that movie. I still think it's a great movie. And like, I mean, this is the last thing I'll say about it. Because this is the last thing I'll say about Star Wars. We can keep talking about this, but I don't want to. Well, we'll talk about, uh, there's a concept here. So please continue. Like, because there's a principle at at play. I think ours are cultural. I've thought about this for a couple of years probably more years than I should have. <laughs> but especially with all the haterade people are drinking about Rise of Skywalker, which by the way, if you've seen that movie once and you still are talking crap on that movie, go watch it again. Yeah. Like go watch it again. There's literally yeah. a part where Emperor Palpatine uses his shocking power to take down an entire Republic fleet. How is that yeah. not cool? That is yeah. super, super cool. That is star. If you had read that in like an EU book, like an extended universe mm-hmm, book, mm-hmm, you would have mm-hmm. been like, oh my gosh, yeah. And then- like emperor palpatine like uses his powers to like take down it's like okay that takes me back to my brother reading these eu books and explaining to me all the cool things that's happening in those eu books and i get to see that on a screen and just be like my imagination being let off so Mm -hmm. i'll say this is my final thing about star wars for this episode and i can't even promise that because i'll probably bring it up again (laughs) but there are nine of those chat of those yeah. Skywalker saga movies. If you are a Star Wars purist, you like two of those movies. Yeah. At what point are you not even a fan anymore? Like, at what point are you not even like a Star Wars fan if you like two out of the nine movies? It's A New Hope and yep. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And then Return of the Jedi is when it started to get a bit kitty with the Ewoks. Yep. And then you have the prequels. And I don't even really like the prequels, which that takes a lot from. You know, you had to re- those movies had to really stink for me to not mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. And then you have the sequels. Everyone's just like, I just don't, I just don't like it. And it's like, okay, fine, cool. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, and this is probably the sassiest thing I'll say. Ultimately, that's on you, bro. Like, ultimately, that is on you because, like, yeah, you can say that they're bad movies and stuff like that, but how much of that is just tainted by like what I, I don't know. Well, but it's there. So there's a difference between something being a a bad movie, yes, and somebody a lot because a lot of the it's a bad movie is, it's really it's virtue signaling. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's virtue, it's virtue signaling. It's yes. virtue signaling, and and what it's saying is, I mean, it's the comic book guy from Simpsons. Absolutely, that's what it is. It's the comic book guy from Simpsons. Absolutely, and and it misses the point. It misses the point because. Ultimately, all of those, all of those criticisms are all retro. They're all retroactive. So what I mean is, here's this story, right? This mono myth that's been continuing forever. Like as long as we know, something kicks off in us to where we're like, that's the story. We can identify it. When we see it, we glom onto it. And then there's like, there's, two ways that this has showed up. So the first way is people who are inspired, they write these stories. Maybe they run across something where like there's this, there's this, you can go in on YouTube and find it. There's George Lucas is giving some award to Joseph Campbell. And he says, had I like, I was always wanting to write this space opera 
And then I came across Joe's book. And now, mind you, Joseph Campbell wrote Hero with a Thousand Faces in the 40s. Okay, right? I was going to ask, yeah. In the 40s, he wrote this. So yeah. in the 70s, uh, here, he, you know, Lucas comes across it. But he's giving this award. Campbell's sitting right next to him. And he's like, I found the book. And then I was able to, to write Star Wars. He said, had I not found this book, I probably would still be trying to write the space opera to this day. And he's giving it to him in like the 80s. It's clearly yeah. like from the 80s, right? Sure. So inspired people are going to go write a story and then maybe they run across something that's like a framework they people ran across joseph campbell's work whether it's from george lucas to quentin tarantino you know all they, they'll run across it but there are people like so you look at like movies from like akira kurosawa right you go back and you look at these old samurai films right these okay. black and white incredible samurai films right sure. where you watch kill bill and it's like it's just basically shot that. for shot akira kurosawa yes. but even in star wars too yeah right even in star wars there's 100 shot of things yeah. that he did and it's just like the reason that these things the, the reason that these things are taken and that they're used is because they're powerful mm. like they're powerful it's a it's a language of storytelling and so you've got this tool belt as a storyteller and then you encounter somebody and you're like wow that moved me or wow that communicated visually or in the narrative form that communicated this piece of the story yes right? yes and so and so then people look back and they see all of these connections and then they criticize the people for using the tradition <laughs> yes right the they, tradition they, that's what the it's tradition. a tradition yeah. it's a storytelling tradition that's what they're doing. And that's why I thought that you were really onto something here is because what well, so, so then the question is like, well, what are you, is that how you behave with everything? So like, if somebody brings you out, you know, pick a, pick a dish, pick a ta taco dish. Right. So it's like, here's a taco, here comes the taco. And you're like, seriously, seriously? you used a corn shell. Yeah. Yeah. You, a corn shell. Every taco uses a corn shell. It's so predictable that you would bring me a corn shell. Oh, you shredded the cheese. You you shredded the cheese on here. Oh, that's oh, so there's le there's lettuce on it. <laughs> lettuce. Anybody would no lettuce on the taco, and it's like no 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 no. You asked for a taco. Yeah, that's my it's whole like, thing. You asked for a hero story. Yeah. What do you want me to do here? There is only one hero story, so it's like. It's been told well in the past. And when it was told well in the past, when people were like, that was a great hero story. How dumb am I? Just like if I eat a great taco and somebody gives me the recipe, how dumb am I to not follow the recipe for the Amen. taco? Amen. And we're not talking about recycling the same thing over and over and no, over. No, 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 no. That's not Nobody what we're talking about. The same thing over and over again. Like, no. that's one of the things I do like about The Last Jedi. Like, I think that they deviated and that was cool. I was into yep. that. The anti-traditionalist and woke themes from that movie bothered me. But yes. honestly, that's anti-traditionalist as well because they were clearly throwing out, oh man, because they questioned the hero's role in yep. Last Jedi. That was that whole thing. It's just like, you can't be like a macho dude. You can't be the guy that goes in there and just like mm -hmm. with Poe Dameron. And, the, and then not only that, but like, the rebel alliance is shady too because they're buying weapons from these like rich people mm -hmm. as well it's like of course they are i don't need that from star wars like and i don't know why that works 
in Rogue One, but it doesn't work in Last Jedi for me because the shadiness of the Reb- of the rebellion in Rogue One, like that works for me in Rogue One, but in Last mm-hmm. Jedi, I'm like, I don't need that from this movie. Like, well, because it was a completely new, like, it was an entirely new, let's say, um, asset narrative and storyline. You could say, like, it, it was so they were able to start from. If you're going to do something that starts now right something that starts now you've got to then you can do all of the things and it feels right like the the new you can put all of the nuance that is like the modern story you could put the nuance but if you're doing like a continuation i think it's also the problem that people have with like or a remake so it's the problem that people have with like the the lord of the rings series you know that amazon is doing all of the criticism that they have is that it's like no no, this, we already know this. It's here. So if you're going to remake it, and, and this was one of the things that I did like about the new Dune movie, is that it wasn't trying to be the Lynch movie, but it was true to the book. Yes, I agree. Right? So it's very, it's very true to the book. And they could do some of the other things, but like, what, once you have, because again, it's tradition. It's tradition. And a lot of people, I think this is, this is one of the most important parts. Like, so many people are invested and so many people especially when you talk about like these extended universes so many people have participated in telling this story right yes and the, and and so it's like when when you are then tasked to to be a part of carrying on the oral tradition which is really what it is it's an oral tradition yes and then you deviate that's it, it automatically people are like that is worthy of criticism that aspect but where you stay true you know and and who cares about the oh we why can't the transport ships leave from the ship and then you turn around and why didn't they the hyperspace into people and blow them up who cares it doesn't matter star wars never makes sense it never it's not supposed to no what was the plan in return of the jedi what was the plan for getting no on plan. out of carbonite? There's no plan. They just kept sending people into why? And okay, like I've literally heard people try and like break this down of like what was that meeting like? Like, okay, so this is how we're gonna get Han out of carbonite in Jabba's palace. They just kept sending people in there, and they kept getting caught. And then why was Lando there? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And like, then okay, we really got to be done after this. But uh, <laughs> then it's like how c3po like wipes his mind and rises skywalker yes it's like okay there's no stakes because he just gets it back later yes. on i'm like yes what movie do you think you're watching this is a child's movie this is a kid's yes. movie of course they're going to give c3po like a happy ending like mm-hmm. that's the point the point is is it's not to like i guess in some respects it is but it's also not supposed to make you ask incredibly deep questions because it like right not not about like i guess maybe no no, i want to retract that i it's not supposed to make you feel ucky like not in the way of like okay they did this really really horrible thing to street 3po and now this guy's pretty much maimed for life he has to regather all of his experiences or make brand new experiences it's the same reason why I wasn't mad that they didn't kill off Chewie. When they didn't kill off mm-hmm. Chewie, 
his death served as a motivation or his alleged death served as a motivation for them to continue in the story. And then it served as a motivation for them to get Ray on this on the Star Destroyer, where she eventually had the confrontation with Ren, Kylo Ren, where she found out that she's Palpatine's granddaughter. But and I think I think like, people have the reason why people have problems with these things, right? Or or the disconnect that people have is I don't think they realize just how many people are involved in the process of making one of these films at this point. Yes. And like just how difficult it is. Look, even if somebody had the perfect, you know, I think these critics, they imagine, oh, I could have written something different. And it's like, maybe you could have written something different. But somebody would have changed it. Somebody What ends up on this? Could you have kept it in the script? Could you have made sure that the billions, not millions, billions of dollars at stake with these franchises and the the clout of the people who are involved you're who are you like it doesn't matter if you've got two million views on your video that trashes a blockbuster movie oh it's don't like, get me started doesn't on matter. how this should have ended don't yeah, get how it should have been on that it's like oh my gosh you are the monday morning quarterback you are that person that's li- oh wait no that's not the you're the armchair cornerback or yeah. quarterback, whatever. Yeah, not Monday morning quarterback. You're the armchair quarterback. You're the Could guy. Could be the Monday morning quarterback too. Sure. Yeah, why, why not? All the bad quarterbacks we can think of. You're sitting there with like your your gut like bursting out of your shirt, drinking your like Bud Light, talking about all the things that professional athletes should be doing. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams, like arguably one of the biggest directors in Hollywood, could not get Disney to postpone the release of Rise of Skywalker because he did not think it was like, so what are you going to do? Like, what? I mean, this is the guy that's literally, this is my movie. They asked, they begged him to come back and finish it because Johnson screwed it up so bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which he imagine, did. But imagine the difficulty, and this is, you know, having the, the short time that I spent in the let's say mainstream entertainment world right like being on a tv show on what was at the time a major network like winning all kinds of awards like the biggest shows that were out were on were on showtime at the time that i was on it and mind you like a smaller a smaller show although like some of the highest ratings of of any of the shows at the time when when i was there like seeing the red tape associated with just our show, seeing how difficult it was just to get simple things to, to go through. Like people don't understand that it's, it's and, and the other thing is people don't want to see the movie. Yeah. That would be, they don't want to see the movie that it would be where it's like, okay, Abrams is just able to do the movie that he wants to do. And the budget of that is going to be next to nothing as compared to, to what it is. They don't understand how expensive it is to make just the simplest things look like they want them to look. Because otherwise, what, what would they be doing? They'd be trashing the visual effects. They'd be, it's like, do you understand how many millions of dollars it takes for you to forget that, these, that this is all computer generated? 100%. Like that these creatures are not walking around next to them. Like that is a computer generated robot yeah. right now. Like that is not a real thing, you know, that's a computer generated planet. That is not a real planet. Like the amount of money that it takes for you to be able to forget that so that you can criticize 
some, you know, so that you can criticize the, the, the fact that, oh, why didn't they use hyperspace before? Wait a minute, dude. Do you know how much money it cost to, to make you forget that, that, that you weren't watching an actual spaceship? Not only obliterate that, another one. How cool was that scene? It I mean, was incredible. So cool. It was at incredible. So cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, don't give me like the, no. the, the people that it's like, yo, the number of people and the talent of the people to pull that off. And what do they get? They get like, well, they get paid. Obviously, that's what they do. And they love what they do. Sure. But it's like they get their name, little tiny, you know, that you didn't even see their name because you walked out of the theater talking about, oh, do you believe that they yeah. right as it ended? You didn't even stick around for the credits, you know? And, <laughs> I, and I think that this is where, this is where the falling off is because in traditional, so like I'm thinking what's coming to my mind right now is like uh, Mali, like the, the kingdom of Mali, the ancient kingdom of Mali in Africa. Okay, and, I don't know anything about this. Okay, so they had... There's a like an epic, what is it like a po? I guess it's like a poem. It's like a classic Malian story about one of their kings. It's called Sundiata. It's like one of these like world epics. It's like a Gilgamesh or something okay, like that. Sure. Okay, like a Homer, but like a like a yes, yeah. but this is a real guy. This is a real guy. Okay, right? who re who really existed, but in this, so from the youth of one of these kings of Mali, basically they would be like assigned a right-hand man who was like their advisor and everything, but he's called a griot. And what a griot would do was, one, the griot had to learn all of the epic songs of all of the kings before and okay. be able to recite them back and sing them the entire history of Mali. And then he had to make the songs of the history of the king while he was with him and then teach it to the next griot of the next king. So he would travel around and he would, so he would go to some place, the king would go, and then he would start singing like the epic of this king so far, all the victories, all the battles, like all of this stuff, right? So in, you think about what, what type of a dedication that's to your store, whole, to store it's your whole, it's, it's your whole yeah. existence to yeah. where like you don't even exist. As you, now, these griots were like incredibly powerful. They ended up becoming like next to the king in terms of power. Anything the griot needed, like boom, sure. done. And they were and they were warriors. They would fight next to the king. They would do the whole thing, right? So these just these incredible characters. But the fact that they had to to perfectly, so through history and history and history, they perfectly knew all of the songs of all of the previous kings, and then they would write the new songs right and pass them along of the things that were actually happening and it's like story the storyteller the person who kept the story intact it's the same thing as the monks throughout christian history who spent their life copying the scriptures yeah 100% did nothing but copy the scriptures so that they would exist or at the end of fahrenheit 451 all those people have that books that one book memorized or whatever that's it they each have a book so that was their name like, that's it that's yeah. it i mean that's this the fact that what we're seeing is the like postmodern deconstruction of not just storytelling but the storyteller as well 
there it that is. the storyteller is up for dismemberment is a That's real like, what do you lose it, well it's fahrenheit 451 you're 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 wanting you're a book burner when you do that you're a book burner i think i think you also get to be contrarian and I think we're, we're, we're a society that's more and more, and I, I don't like that term, I don't like saying that phrase, but we're a society of more and more that just like a certain type of contrarian, not like contrarian, like I'm a contrarian where somebody can say like, you know, I can say, hey, there's more to this whole Russia-Ukraine thing than just Putin's like a big old mm -hmm. jerk who's taking sure. over Ukraine. That's not the type of contrarian that we like. We like the contrarian that's at the... Well, actually, like, like mm -hmm. the pushing the rim, the glasses up mm -hmm. the, you know, it's like, well, I mean, in like, I have legitimate criticisms of almost probably all of those franchises I like, like I have big beasts with some of the stuff, but that doesn't make me stop liking those movies. And I certainly don't need to put, oh, the, what's the brothers that did the Infinity Saga that finished it up? I, of course, I can't remember their names right now. The two dudes that did Winter Soldier and the yeah. and whatever. I can't remember their name right now. Um, of course, I have beef with that. But at the same time, it's just like, I'm doing this out of a, okay, there it is for me anyway. I'm doing this out of a place of love, not out of, of a place of like, well, I have something interesting to say, and it's mm. really not an original thought. It's either a criticism that's so obvious that most people are going to get it the first go around, mm -hmm. or it's something that they read somewhere or that somebody that maybe they respected their opinion a little bit, or they felt mm -hmm. inferior to that person a little bit that they like echoed or parroted that opinion because Again, and this is the last time we'll see it. A lot of the criticisms about the stuff I hear from everyone, it's the same criticisms over. It's and always over. it's well, it's going to be the same. This is the un, this is the unfortunate part is that it's it's going to be the same because because they've they've got a pattern. Their pattern they've got this pattern of criticism. It's almost like they've got this checklist, right? So 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 what you do, and this is the attention economy. What they know is okay. Here are like the 10 things that now in the criticosphere, everybody knows that these are like the 10 no-nos. So like, let's take Mary Sue as an, is, is a great okay. example. Okay, yeah. Right? So I said Mary Sue, and there's a bunch of people who like would know, say, the only reason I know this Mary Sue thing, now mind you, I've been around narrative, storytelling, all of that. The it's first place I ever heard it on YouTube, on YouTube, is people talking about this to criticize Star Wars for the most part. Yeah. Right. To, like it, it comes up then and then people trace it back. Oh, and then let's talk about it a little more and all of this. Right. They dig into the criticism and it's like, OK, that's horrible. So what do they know? They know like they're playing to the algorithm. So they say, well, uh, let me do a Mary. Uh, let me do a Mary Sue video because people is. are going to be looking up. What's a Mary Sue? And it's this is the algorithm. And this is why I think the algorithm is demonic, like in nature. I would get that tattooed on my neck. The algorithm. The I'll, algorithm is demonic. I would get that right there. It's, the reason the reason it's demonic is that people. So people are naturally going to be focused. This is um, forgetting his name. Command to look, but it's like violence, sex, and food. Okay. Like we are naturally like our attention will go to those immediately. We can't prevent it unless we are actively having spiritual practice yes. to, to be able to discern that that is happening yes right so it's like 
put food on a billboard, put sex on a billboard, put violence on a billboard, our eyes will go to it and stick on it. And not even unless and not even know. Not even know, right? This is why sex sells because you get it gets people to look at your product. Like, why yeah. would you why would you put a girl in a bikini on a bud light poster? Like, what is that? What is the girl in she doesn't drink Bud Light? I've never seen this. This woman, I know what she drinks. She drinks some kind of cocktail or maybe some champagne. Sure. She sure. might drink some red wine. You know what I'm saying? She's not sure. a Bud Light. She's not buying. I've never no, seen no, a girl no, like no, that buy a Bud Light. You know yeah. what I mean? Of course. So, and they and so, but the same thing you put food, the same thing you put violence, like we're we're going to look at all of these things. And so the algorithm will reward us if we will expand upon. So it's like, oh, they're talking about this and Violence, it just could be conflict, any kind of conflict, tearing somebody down or tearing, tearing a thing. And, and, and look, this gets into everything, like smash the patriarchy, all of this. It's like, <laughs> sure. It's like, take a thing that everybody otherwise, and it kind of goes to what you started with, like take a thing that has done, a, that has been very positive in people's lives, right? Take a thing that have, has been very positive. Now criticize and tear it down, like really go after it and really tear it down. You'll get attention from both sides. Yeah. One, oh. you get attention from the people who loved it because yeah. why you're doing it. It's got the feeling of violence. Like there's somebody attacking our tribe. Did you see this guy saying Whoa. this thing? And everybody looks at it. I didn't thought of that before. Oh, of, well, there's a scene in the Howard Stern movie, private parts. Yeah. Like, like where, uh, so Paul Giamatti, I guess, plays the the program director or whatever. And he's like, what's going on with this Stern show? And they're like, sir, sir, because he's so raunchy. They're like, sir, people who love the show are watching for, uh, like, they're listening for, it says an average of like 60 minutes a day. And, and he's like, what about the people that hate the show? He's like, they're listening for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It's hmm. totally that. No, it's 100%. totally that. And so you go, oh, look at this jerk. Like, look at this jerk criticizing uh, something that I truly love. But the algorithm doesn't care. The algorithm is, is quantitative. It's not qualitative. Yeah, as long as it's got the click. As long as it's as, got like... As the- long as it sees your eyeballs on it, right? As long yeah. as that cookie, it's pinging that cookie. And it's seeing he's still watching. Oh man, he's still watching. He's still watching. He's still watching. Feed him some more criticism. So do you have Feed a take? Him deeper into the criticism. Do you have a take on, uh, because I was thinking about this like last week and you know, those like very like, I think this ties in. It made me think of it. So I think that there's probably some connective tissue here, but I had this, um, do you know those like end racism now, stop yep. Asian hate, smash the patriarchy. Um, by what, the way, whatever happened to the stop Asian, uh, that was like, what, two weeks? That oh, was like a two-week yeah, thing that I, there was Asian racism. It appeared and then it vanished after two weeks. Uh, I'm trying to think. Mask up, Missouri. Um, what is the, um, oh, there's like, there's some other ones where it's like, it's those three like word statements. And I realized what I didn't like about it. And I'm sure lots of people, well, the amount of people that listen to us are going to say, well, yeah, obviously, Andrew, but I just realized I don't like it because it's a command. It's never like a suggestion. It's never like, so it's like, 
what is it about that? I guess like, because that's almost like a deconstructive, like that's like, it has like this maybe like a vibe of deconstruction to it as well, because mm -hmm. there's, there's this whole concept of like, you have this behavior and stop it. And it's like, you need mm -hmm. to stop it. And you're like, it can't, it kind of can't help but get you to be like, I am, I am, I am. Like, don't worry. Like I am like, I well, maybe hierarchy. I think you're, I think you're a good person. So you see it that way, but I don't think that that's how the particular weapon is used. Okay. Cause I want your take on that. Yes. So, so mask up Missouri, stop Asian hate. Right. Yeah. Really. I think how it's used for in most cases. So if you see it as a hashtag, it's being like used as a weapon to command someone else to do it. I'm already virtuous, right? Stop Asian yes. hate. I don't hate Asian people. There it is. I don't hate it. I, so, sign, I'm virtue signaling to say like, I don't do this. I don't not, do and not, not only do I not do it, but that because I don't do it, I have the power to tell other people what to do. I'm so far removed from this. I can, I can, I can hold the it's sign me. up. I can, and I can push it onto you. Oh, and it's pointing the finger. It's pointing, it's pointing at you. It's finger. pushing at you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mask up, Missouri. I see you without a mask. No one who's not wearing a mask would ever say mask up, Missouri. And no one who's, uh, no one who's not wearing a mask is going to see mask up, Missouri. Well, most people, some people are good people, right? So some people actually look and they're like, Am I, are we the baddies, right? Like that, that, that meme yeah. from the, whatever's the iron sky or whatever. It's like, are we, yeah. the, are Wait, we the baddies? the way we're dressed. Are we the bad guys? Yeah. Are we the, are we the bad guys here? Yeah. Like, should I be wearing a mask? <laughs> almost, almost nobody. And I think good people at least ask that one time. They're like, should, should I be wearing a mask? No, no. Yeah. And then they, they go from, are we the baddies? To principal skinner like no it is the mass who are deluded right like, yeah am i out of touch am i out of touch no, no it is the, the children, children who are deluded. yeah it's the children <laughs> it's, it, it is the children this but everybody's going to do that so the the thing is that none of these change and i guess that's what i was trying to get at with the criticism is that fundamentally the people who no nobody's mind is going to be changed the only thing that it will potentially do is there's a subset of people who never make up their mind. They never make up their mind. All they do is they follow, and this is actually, this is actually a mark of intelligence, by the way, like at least above, above average or average intelligence, right? Dumb people, very, very dumb people make up their mind, stick to it. They're stubborn. You can't convince them. Logic or reason doesn't convince them, right? Okay. Very, very smart people make up their mind. You can't convince them otherwise because your logic and reason is not as good as theirs. They've yes. already come to their conclusion. Yes. Okay. So on either end, this is like the midwit, the little like midwit meme, you know, where okay. you have the, the dumb, the super dumb guy and then the wizard who are both saying the same thing. And the guy in between is like, got all of these words. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. It's, okay, it's I'm like not familiar, but I get what you're saying. There's, I, I should probably pull it up. There's some good ones, but one is like, so basically, it's like the diffusion of innovation or the bell curve. You know, the bell curve of intelligence. Basically. Yes, yeah. And so it's got three characters. So one is like kind of like the the 
the the like mentally disabled Wojak. And it'll be something like God is a man in the sky. And then on the other end is like this dude in a little wizard cowl who's who's like at the high end of IQ. And he says, God is a man in the sky. And then in the middle, it's like a Zoomer, Zoomer character. And he's got all these words and he's like, and he's like got a Jordan Peterson type of like whole spiel about God is a is a, a metaphor for future behavior of human beings. And we've psychologically analyzed it to be blah, 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 blah. And that's like yeah. midwit, right? That's like just okay. middle IQ to, to like these sides, they, they haven't made up their mind. But that's what this is all about. That's who manipulating these, because these people will just go with where, at, so if there was mask up Missouri, then they start looking around like, okay, is this the majority opinion or is this the minority opinion? Like which one? Because I'm just going to go with the majority, with what the majority is doing. Like that's actually like pretty good thing to do. Geniuses, geniuses are like not appreciated. That's kind of the whole point. Like geniuses are going to go and do something. And it's like 20 years later that people are like, man, nobody listened to this guy. He, he totally had it right. Like, look at this brilliant invention. Like, look at this. Nobody paid attention to him, you know? So the whole thing, and this is again, the algorithm, because what the algorithm shows is what we pay attention to. But then we start looking and it's like, whoa, look at all these criticisms of Star Wars, of like the Mary Sue sure. and all of these things. Look at all of these criticisms. And then you think, oh, that's the majority opinion. But what you don't see is that like, no, you're going to naturally get all of the, this content, even if people hate it. Because even if they hate it, they'll give attention to it. Yes. And so we've been tricked. Like we've been, we've been tricked and now it's being used against us, actively being used against us in this whole, in the, the, the Russia-Ukraine situation. Yes. Yes. Right. To where it's okay. like, oh, here's all of this attention, all of this attention. And people are like, ooh, which way do I go? Which way do I go? And they say, well, where, where, where are most people going? What are, what are most people doing? And it's like, oh, I better put this, oh, I better put this flag in my bio. Everybody, oh, I'm looking around and everybody's yeah. got this flag in their bio. Mm, I don't have a flag in my bio. Oh, I should have a flag in my bio. The same way that they took a picture of themselves with a mask yes. in their bio. In their, in their, in their avatar. Yeah. 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 Two years ago. Yes. Right. This is, this is the same thing. And then later, oh yeah, that was wrong. Oh, the science changed. Oh, we found out more information and that was actually false. That was actually propaganda. Oh, but how could we have known and all of this? This is, but this is where, this is why it's, I think it's, I think it's the algorithm. I think it it's the algorithm be because it's the jacking into the matrix. It's That's what it. information is getting fed into you. So like people talk about the internet, like it's just like, well, it's this wealth of knowledge and anybody can put in information on there. I challenge you, Google Ukraine sucks. You will not get anything back. No. I've tried it. I literally have tried it. I've tried like, um, I've tried like a variety of like, and I, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't say Google Ukraine sucks, but Google Ukraine <laughs> sucks. Like I, like I'm saying, like I've tried it just to see like what I could find. And it's like the algorithm, whatever is like keeping it on there. And I like mm -hmm. to picture like a snake. It's like a snake mm -hmm. weaving its way throughout. 
and the snake is like gobbling up the information and then it like it's like attaching itself to you and that's the information you're getting because now we are getting a narrative presented to us that makes sense to the people who are insistent that all this stuff mm-hmm. all the COVID stuff was never going to go away that this was going to be like it was like you know whatever that narrative was now they're getting presented in a way of like we might have overreacted just a little bit to this mm-hmm. whole COVID thing by the way still not over still not right, over still not, over. Still still not done vigilant and by the way, we're going to find out who really believes in the stuff because now like our library in real time, our library has lifted its mask order. And it's like, okay, so that's like the last vestige mm-hmm. of like this masking policy. And it's like, okay, well, we'll see who really still is believing this. Like, we'll see who's really still wearing their like little totem, like who's wearing their little like well, it, it will, it will fall, it will fall away. It will fall away as soon as people realize that it's not that again, like attention has shifted. This is the crazy, this is the crazy exactly. part about the time that we're in is that have you people, seen that game where it's like an NPC and someone's taking out a disc that says COVID and they're inserting a it. disc that says you that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's because it is it is about programming, it is about attention. The difference now really the and and so here's so this is where it comes this is where it comes back to it and this is where these these critics are so dangerous right the critic and it's not even that the critics themselves are dangerous but what they are what they are symptomatic of and the deconstruction and the postmodernism so it's intellectual forward non non traditional like i'm on to something keep going I'll, i'll get it in just a second hold on this what they're doing and why it's so worrisome is these stories are there to present that their entire job of the hero's story is to give us a template so that when we're walking through the same thing, I mean, look, scripture is the ultimate. Hmm. Like this is where, you know, Peterson is right in like the he's wrong on so many things but like the right orientation is clock is right twice a day yes here's but the right orientation is from a narrative standpoint you are looking at the retelling of the story of god in the flesh incarnate so the perfect story right and so it's like okay here's the perfect example here's the perfect example you will never live up to it you, it's impossible, but you know that from the start. You will never live up to it, but here's the perfect orientation. The problem is that if somebody starts going in and going too deep in the postmodern, like, so Joseph Campbell, you read Hero with a Thousand Faces, it's celebratory of the story. Okay. What it's trying, it's not trying to break down the individual pieces per se and deconstruct the story. It's trying it it through showing the various parts of the story, it's celebrating the power of the story and even ends in this way to where it's like it's the story's built into us. Like in our he doesn't outright say it, but you get the feeling that he's like, it's a mystery, right? If where it comes from, all of this, it's a mystery. But the yes. critics, the critics are going through. And they're breaking down every single piece to where it's like, no, what this is, is it's a machine. And this is, they got this wrong in the machine. They're critiquing the machine. The problem is 
we've reached a point where now people, and we're, this is what I've been telling people in Ukraine and Russia, because I was a part of a reality show. Yeah. We, we like our producers and I learned from the producers of that show. We had a very popular show that had no marketing budget. It was all word of mouth because people were addicted to the show, but but that was, it, it was just basically like, because these producers were amazing at telling these stories, right? And the editors, the way that they put it all yes. together. That's a huge problem because now what's happening, like you say, is they're crafting a narrative about our world that is totally false. It doesn't it's actually reflect, it makes total sense. Yes, it's digestible. So, and people are like, and, and this was when things happened with like the, the, it's crazy that I'm reading articles where people are like, does it really matter if like the whole ghost of Kiev thing was false? Like, <laughs> does it really matter if these stories that we're telling? Cause think about that. Think about like, actually it's like, wait a minute. Aren't you the same person who's been saying that your problem with Christianity is because it's, it's false. Like it's not historically accurate. Or these types of things where you look at scripture and you're like, well, that's not historically accurate. So that couldn't have happened. And the same people are like, oh, but the ghost of Kiev, it's not important. It's a good story for the people. It like, because the story is there, it's like good and it helps them and it makes them better. What's past double think? Like what's beyond double think? Because it, it's got to be it's, that. It's, it's a, a, a cubed, it's like a cube think. It's, it's like, like a, a quadruple 3D. thing. Yeah, it's 3D <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's, it's past that. And like the same, it's like the same people. I know that this is much more dumbed down analogy, but that's the no, way please. I tend to approach things. It's like, it's the same people that will tell you, oh, okay, you're going to watch Smallville, right? Okay, you got to start the first episode. You got to start. You cannot jump in three seasons in and act like you know what's going on. By the way, Russia's a warmonger. Ukraine's <laughs> this tiny little power that doesn't know how to, like, they're just this, like, little little tiny thing. And Russia's this big old pit bull. And it's like, okay, what about the other three seasons? Like, this is like, if you're jumping You're like, uh, 2014. Can we at least go back one episode? Just let's go back one episode. I don't need to, it, bro. To 2014. I, need it, bro. I read the synopsis. It. I read the synopsis already online. By the way, that was like paid for by the show. So they, they that synopsis was created by the show. Mm -hmm. So it's only the stuff mm -hmm. they want you to know. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I, I, and that was like the whole thing is, is like, I, I have not really talked to many people about it because it's a grace. It's a mercy without a doubt, because i'm like i'm not at the point where i can really say all i can really say is um i'm just like you just you don't understand it you don't understand it quite yet like this is a this is a thing that's been going on for quite a while you don't understand i don't understand it and i think that's kind of one of the things is like nobody really understands it and i can't even approach it from like um the reality show angle that you gave me on our last recording because i think that that's the majority of the truth that's like the majority mm -hmm. of like, this is carefully crafted so that you, okay. so there's a very easy narrative to understand Putin bad. But you on all sides, good. right? Like it's being crafted in Russia as well. It's not like either side doesn't have these techniques to do. Well, and that's kind of the all whole sides thing. have it because it's not because like orthodoxy, because of like, of like God by extension, it's not 
a either or it's a yes exactly. and and exactly. so like you can say oh um, what's a good example you can say something along the lines of like okay yeah christ said um you know uh, I, I, god has spoken many times do not murder do not kill you know stuff mm -hmm. then why are there priests blessing guns well okay so then how can we also like venerate saints who clearly killed people like yep. how can we do soldiers. that soldiers um and then you can also say like okay well turkey is bad like the ottoman empire was bad orthodox christians good it's like well okay actually no read a story like read a history of the balkans yep like the point is is that it takes a god and a heavenly oriented brain to understand this kind of stuff and what it and i can't even approach it from the perspective with most people of like look so we have this patriarch bartholomew right okay so he's backing like this like or a schismatic weird ukrainian church and then we have like the largest christian empire i can't even approach it from that perspective because mm -hmm. it's just like you already lost me and like people at my woke like christian job are sitting there being like russia it's the largest christian empire and still in yeah. existence and you're yeah. not backing it like how is this in, how is this not Mm -hmm. so like like all things i mean because like china the orwellian china the yep. 1984 evil incarnate government from what i understand and i could be wrong please correct me if i am is hanging out with putin they're kicking yep. and drinking lemonade together it's yep. just like okay so that narrative doesn't work either of me being like mm -hmm. for the motherland for holy russia that doesn't work either mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, so what people need is what people have always needed is, is that like just an easily digestible so that they cannot feel like they've got a grasp on the situation that they've got a handle on what's happening so that they can like go back. And what's even worse then is we've created a generation or a generation of people have been created where if you hold this opinion, you are informed. And that's this magical yep. word that's been happening that I've been running into time and time and time again. And I did the same thing. I, I never try to do this. I think this is maybe the third time I've done it. I was arguing with someone lightly arguing. Mm -hmm. And I said, forgive me. I don't mean to create tension, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying people should go do this on my next, on next door app, which is still. And this person was basically saying like, look, I don't believe this narrative that's being presented. And I was like, and then I just responded to him. I was like, I'm kind of with you. And then he was like, he just, dude was just getting ripped apart. And I was going through and nothing was a logical statement. It was all emotional statements. How could you believe this? You're a monster. Putin's a monster mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And I just said, like, prove him wrong. Like, prove him wrong. Mm -hmm. Don't use, like, emotional statements. Like, get sources. Prove him wrong. Get through. Use logical data to prove this dude wrong. And nobody did. Like well, nobody this is that. this is what's interesting, right? Is that and this is what I was saying. People, this is where the, the criticism comes in, and this is where it's gotten the storytellers have gotten too good because of you know all the years since Star Wars. I'm glad we started with Star Wars because right. all the all the years since Star Wars, I think Lucas and admittedly, he's like the first to be like, Hero with a thousand faces, here's the book. Now there's like the hero's journey, the monomyth, hero with a thousand faces for screenwriters. You just go, there's a thousand versions of the book. You go and you buy it. You write your story. You lay it out like this. It's a template. 
and it's a blockbuster, right? Yeah. Like that's all you need to do at this point. Like names and faces have been changed, set it in space, set it I'm in the desert, it. set it in the jungle, set it under the water, set it sure. whatever, right? You do it, you lay it out. Okay, perfectly good. That's, that's a problem. Because when the people who were first making these stories, or the stories that we have throughout history, there was no template for that. So this was inspired. That yes. these people told a story, and it's also how you know it's true. I think this is what I'm trying to get at, is that somebody tells this story, and it's one of these stories that stick, and it's a hero's journey. Okay, so Lord of the Rings, Chronicles, sure. of, Chronicles of Narnia early comic books, Superman, whatever, Batman, okay? Mm. These, these stories that stuck to where, okay, why is this person in line? Why are they oriented toward this thing that then we're like, oh, that's the hero's journey. And it's like, oh, it did this, 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 and this. But now we can't tell anymore whether I'm being told, I'm, something's resonating with me because that's what that's, God gave us this. Mm-hmm like gave us the template to where I'm like, Ooh, what's the story? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yep, that's a hero. Yep. That's to be, to be appreciated. Yep. Those are the good guys. Right. Yes. And now it's just been realized that, Oh no, no, no. I can just make you believe I'm the good guy. <laughs> I can make you believe I'm the good guy. Cause I know how to tell the good guy's story so well. There it is. All I have to do is construct the good guy story and then done. I tell people this all the time that like before Trump even announced that he was going to run for president, I remember having a conversation with somebody. I'd been on re reality TV for several years at that point, And I had been started to produce stuff. And I said, give me a slot on like one of the big networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, and like $15 million and I'll give you your next president. Hmm. And hmm. I just from and no problem because I knew okay, oh, so here's that all the, the things to do. Was that that's the, the apprentice? Okay, that's the apprentice. But so I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking. No, it's not even that it's a psyop, right? It's just a reality show. Oh. It's just a reality show. Or the and anonymous. And here's the character. And here's the character. But because they had done that character, and people saw him that way. Then the story had been told, and now, oh, of course he would be qualified to be the president, because look at the story that's being told. And, the, and this is where people's blind spot is, is that they don't realize, like, you're being told these stories, and when you say people are informed, like, think about that word. You're just up to date. That's in, all. Well, information. It, you're informed. That means you, the information, you've literally been put in a formation. Oh, whoa. You've been put into a form. What is a form? A form is a mold, a prototype. And then you've been shaped and plopped out. And now you're just like everybody else, a form, form and mold. You've been put into whoa. a form. Your shape has been all, the shape of your mind has been altered. You are informed, meaning you're just the same as the rest of us. You're a cookie cutter. You've, you've been stamped out in a cookie cutter. It says it in the word. Man. Like a jello mold is called a form. Sure. That's Whoa. a form. Whoa. I had never thought about you that. You are like informed. That. Wow. So, okay. So you're like, 
at that point you're kind of bragging that no i am the way that they want me to be is that kind of what you're saying no you don't even you don't even see it all you see is you look around sure but the subtext is like i'm just like everyone else all right cool like i'm I'm up to date with the same information and we feel the same way so therefore i'm informed well there's us and them right us and them so us is everybody that is the same form as me okay and and then i look around and i'm like oh that thing over that person over there they are not the same form as me and so what do we do like take it take it this is just nature take it back to kids in school right what happens to the kid who doesn't do the thing that all the other kids do right there's always some fad or something to wear a certain i remember when i was in um like junior high all the guys had starter jackets that was the thing everybody all the guys had a starter jacket Sure. Right? And I remember like a starter jacket of a football team. I remember, and it was, and 49ers was big. Like it wasn't just a starter jacket. Had to okay. Be a like you had to have a 49er jacket. And I remember couldn't be Raiders, couldn't be Rams. I was going to ask. You, you couldn't be, you couldn't have a Denver. I was in LA. Couldn't have Denver Broncos, but even, even in, you know, California, it was like the 49ers were big Joe Montana at the time, you know, all of that. And I remember coming home and saying to my mom, I want, we got to go get me a, a, a 49ers, uh, a, a 49ers starter jacket. I remember. Yeah. And like, and my mom, she was a school teacher. She was with it. She was like, okay, well, we, what everybody's wearing those. Okay. You got to go get one. And you think about that. Like, why? Why? Like that was to be put in form, to be in, to, to be informed. And then what happens if you're the kid who either can't afford a starter jacket aren't going to wear the starter jacket. You can't even realize that you're supposed to have a starter jacket because there were some kids like that. Well, now I can bully you, right? Now it's perfectly acceptable within my social group because you're an outsider for me to bully. And so all, all that it is, all that you see is that same behavior. It's not like, it's not like these, like a, a, a middle school kid is is doing social behavior that's like fundamentally different than what we do when we're adults. It's just that Fair when enough. we're adults, we rationalize it more. No, no, no. That's exactly what I thought of as soon as, because it was a mask. If yeah, you didn't exactly. have a mask, then you were ostracized, you're criticized. And more than anything, it's just like, I think I was told a story before of like, I was with someone who I love dearly. So I won't name them, but I was with someone who I love dearly. And we were walking around this mall like area here in Kansas city and we were easily, this is over Christmas, so masks were kind of starting to, you could kind of maybe start not wearing them as much anymore. Um, and like, we were easily 20 feet away from someone and she had her mask down. She pulled it back up when she saw other people. We're like 20, 25 feet away from these people. There's absolutely I've seen no that risk. so many times. There's no seen risk. It so many times. 100%. Nobody, nobody says that this is a problem. You just want to be seen with your mask up and and I have to admit, it was harder than I than I want to admit, even though I'm admitting it now. But the the very first time I went to a place without a mask, it was harder. I had to like prep myself and stay in a certain mindset of like, hey, you could get criticized, and it just you have to get over it. You just like have to be able to just like get over it. And like I was like, man, I guess I really care what people think about me. That's how I fell into this stuff in the first place. Like, because I mean, I guess it makes sense. We're programmed from young. I don't know if you've uh what was it i can't remember i think i even actually heard this on 
Focus on the Family by Dr. James mm. Dobson. Ugh. But uh, when I was a kid, my parents liked him um, of like this. They did this. They did this study mm-hmm. where they took a bunch of like, I want to say like junior hires and stuck them in a room. And they all the other people in the class knew that this were in on that this was not the experiment mm-hmm. that this one kid thought it was. And they showed these like four lines and one of them was oh, yep. longer yep. than the other one. And they said, which one is the longest? And they all said it was a different one. Eventually, the kid just started agreeing with the class. He was like, I don't want to get made fun oh, of that. But they've done that with adults. Class. They've done that with adults as well. And it's the same thing. It's that there's no difference in, in terms of age. There's so no, there's no difference. The point is to become the guy that says, no, clearly B is the longest line that, to get See, to but that. That's a very dangerous position. Because again, are you the, the dumbest guy or are you the smartest guy? There's, there's, that's a very precarious place to be because remember the dumb guy and the smart guy are both not informed. But how do I get to be the guy where I just say it like it is? How do I get to be that guy? Christ, Christ. I think that's what, that's the answer. Amen. (laughs) That's, that's the answer because who that, and I think that that's the discernment is that what if praying for discernment and humility and being like okay i don't know but let me let let me be inspired let me have a life of prayer so that i can have a feeling and you have a feeling like something's wrong here or yes that just that really feels right and that you are able to pray on it and that it still feels right yeah that even in prayer you know, it still feels right. You don't You're have like, to like, yeah, let it go. Like, cause sometimes I just got to let stuff go in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, Oh yeah. Oh work. yeah. It's not going to work. Oh yeah. Where it's like, dude, I can feel the disjointness in my body. That's it's it. Like, yeah. That's it. I mean, that's that like, to me, that's, that is when, like, when we talk about discernment for me, like that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's really what I'm looking for is like, okay, I'm in prayer. I'm in that moment. And it's like, hey, is this okay? Like this thing that I've been thinking, and it's either like you have to be good, okay with it being bad. You have to answer. be ready for it to be bad. That's right. Because like I find that is like when I'm dancing around an issue. Um, Same. I'm trying to think of okay, like maybe the way that I'm approaching food. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. That's fine. That's that's a perfectly good example. Is anything else that like. I feel like I just have this thing that's kind of being hinted at me and just kind of like, what's going on? What's going mm. on? I'm just not, it's just eluding me. And then like, I have to just be at this point where I'm just like, I have to be okay with the answer I'm going to get is one going to be one I'm not going to like. And that like one, I'm probably kind of been running away from for a little while. And then that territory in you to the degree that I'm able to do it, because by no means has like my whole inner terrain been covered, but this little part of my inner terrain that I was desperately afraid to go to, I'm now like kind of prepared to walk in and I'm kind of prepared to not mm-hmm. flinch when I get there and say, and then get that relief of just like having the, like that gross, nasty air bubble inside you come out and just say, I've been eating food incorrectly and I've been using it as a source of comfort. I've been eating wrong food because it's easier and sends off more endorphins in my brain. And I've been making an idol of it because I've been seeking my comfort from that. 
rather than from like looking to the comfort, the infinitely better and more organic and loving comfort of like the Holy Spirit, which admittedly, you know, is much more difficult and much more hard to attain, but you know. But you would never ever get that. And this goes right back to this idea of attention, the algorithm, what we're being shown. You could never ever get that if you were looking for it externally, Yes. In the world and in the behavior of people. You would never, ever come to that conclusion. And once you come to that conclusion, it doesn't actually matter what's out, what you see out in the world. Like that's, and that's why you say like, that's the only way to be that guy because you're like, well, yeah, I know you're all doing this. Like, I know you think that's good, but like, I've already, I've, I've, I've already uh you know sort of ping the lord on this yeah and um i'm good thanks yeah like i i, I pinged the lord on this like we're, i'm okay you can't, you can't say that you can't say like because i've asked for discernment and this is what i believe like my guardian angel my patron saint god himself has shown me like this That's is like, this because it oftentimes it's like that oh what did i use did i talk about that on the podcast last time no i didn't okay so i don't know by the way really quick don't get super into him because he's like a total absolute weird weird beard like satanist dude but andrew wk has a song called i don't know i don't know it's a fantastic song to just like sing the anthem of i don't know i don't understand i just Mm -hmm. don't get it and i don't have to that's okay it's not that big of a deal i just don't get it Mm -hmm. Don't look into any other than that. I mean, that whole You Are Not Alone album is incredible. I still listen to it. But um, uh, what is it? Um, the Mask of the Red Death by Edgar mm. Allan Poe. By, yes, by, yes, by yes, yes. Orchard yes. Soul, Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? What did he say? There's an episode of Simpsons where Dr. Nick is talking about Edgar Allan Poe. By American author and tortured soul, Edgar Allan Poe. That's what he says um but the mask of the red death are you familiar uh i've i've read it but refresh me of the plot because the a few of them are going over in my head so the mask of the red death is there's the red death which is going around the land and all the rich people get together and they build this gigantic fortress to keep death out right all they're gonna do is just party that's right but unfortunately there's this really big clock in the middle of the room and every time it strikes an hour everybody stops and looks at the clock and the, there's like violet there's like music playing and people are dancing and everyone stops playing and everyone stops dancing and they all just look at the clock while it dings like so if it's three it dings like three times mm-hmm. if it's six it dings whatever and it's completely silent and then as soon as it stops everyone laughs and starts like dancing again and stuff like that and then they're like we're not going to do that again we're not going to do that again like yep. there's no way we're going to do that again next time the yep. clock rings we're just going to keep going we're going to keep going mm-hmm. And eventually the red death comes in with his mask because they're all masked like masked mm-hmm. people at the party and he kills everybody. Oh, it's so good because that mm-hmm. moment of that clock ringing is one of those moments that I have like, when you start to get sober, and I mean that for me physically as well as spiritually, you can really start to see those moments of people laughing after the clock stops ringing 
and they start being like, it's okay, it's okay, it's fine, it's okay, it's fine. Like they might have realized some horrible truth. There might have been like a socially awkward situation. There might have been like this like time where you were talking, the conversation got weird for a minute. Where you where you thought that there was a virus that was gonna kill everybody and you destroyed the entire world over it. There could be moments like that, you know. I agree. And like now. Man, I probably have something next week for this because I'm going to start thinking about this. But on a macro level, that is what we're talking about. Yes. But on a micro level, on a level of everyday normal functions where you can see like where you can see where someone is just OK with talking through the ringing. So I'm sorry if I'm being obscure. I don't mean to be like. I don't mean to be difficult, um, but it's like this whole time of like, so say that someone accidentally farts, mm -hmm. like in it, like you're like around like a group of people and someone accidentally farts. And then like, maybe everyone just kind of like, kind of ignores it and kind of like just keeps mm -hmm. talking. The person's blushing, but they're trying to act like nothing happens. And you could be like, dang, dude, that fart really smells bad. And it's mm -hmm. just like, you're the guy then who is the talking, who keeps on like laughing. And that's not one for one because I don't want to be in that place in the first place. Like, I don't want to mm -hmm. be in that castle in the first place. I'd rather just be out there dying with everyone else because then at least it's being honest. But like to be able to sit there and laugh through the ringing, to like laugh through the different chimes of like the bell, to be able to stand there and not flinch when something mm -hmm. really weird happens, when someone cries in front, like how do you react when someone cries in front of you? There it is. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. That's the ultimate example is when someone starts crying in front of you, what's your first reaction? And it's like, we've been trained to think that if we can just like everybody can hold up their part of the conversation and keep things social and civil, we can have a pleasant little time. We can have a pleasant little conversation, mm -hmm. everything, da, 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 da. Oh, where are you from? Oh, that's so nice. I've heard it's sunny there blah 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 but it's like shallow the, that's the shallowness of it. it's shallow it's shallow yeah. but the thing is is it's digestible it works yes. it works yes. you the social contract and i'm not using that term mm -hmm. correctly i know i'm not but the social contract is you keep things fun and wow if you can be especially witty or fun like this particular mm -hmm. podcast host tries to do all the time be particularly witty and funny and make everybody just oh laugh what a delight andrew is but if somebody at that conversation starts being real and starts crying, mm -hmm. I'm thinking specifically of like coffee hour after church. If someone starts crying when emotions are still raw, if somebody's not doing well, and then it brings it down, that person is no longer holding up their part of the, their part oh. of the blanket. And well, that's so, the, that's the play. That's the, that's the, that's the, um, that, well, there's the masks. I mean, exactly. that's really, the, those exactly. are the masks. Exactly. So then the masks. So then you have your masks, right? And if someone's not doing that, if mm -hmm. someone's not holding up their little part of the deal, if they're talking through well, literally, the if they're not holding up their mask, it's like, dude, in front of the face, man, not, 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 not out here. Don't leave it on the table. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Mask up, Missouri. Mask, mask up. I command you. I, I command you. you. Mask where it's a masquerade party. Everyone needs to wear their mask. Exactly. What are you doing? Why Otherwise, are you here without a mask? Gonna, Otherwise, death is going to get us. If we don't keep up the frivolities, then we have to... Wow. If we don't wear our masks 
and we don't stop having a good time, then we don't have to recognize the fact that we're going to die. That's wow. exactly what it is. Well, but that's what I that's what I said. It's funny because I this I tweeted this in March 2020. I said, look, here's the deal. What's happening right now is we and I think I've even said this. I've, I've mentioned this on the show. I've mentioned it to a few different uh, a few different people. But it's like I recognized immediately and I saw and maybe it was because. So my my father passed in February 2020. Right. Kind okay. of unexpectedly. And I think that he, it may have actually been from whatever this virus was as it was going through everywhere. Right. He sure. got it. He wasn't healthy. He had had multiple heart surgeries. Sure. He got an infection that they ended up putting him on a, a you know, breathing. What was it? What do they call it? The, the uh, rest the, what they call it? ventilator ventilator. ventilator. They ventilated him, whatever, sedated him. And then like he died shortly after. But okay. I, it was watching like the reaction of my mother, the reaction of people around, the reaction of like his generation, people that age. And I was like, you know what? And then watching how they all behaved. And I was like, wow, really what's going on is you've got a generation, the baby boomers, who were told the whole time there. If you look at their entire generation, they are those people like because yes. they were told they were told that they were never going to die. I remember you talking about this. Yeah, they were told they were never going to die. And really all that this whole thing was was them trying to make it something other than, oh, wow, we're of the age where we're dying now. Like, we're, we're dying. Like, that's just the thing that happens, right? But it's like, they had already lived longer than any generation as that, that we have known, certainly, yeah. probably since like the biblical times. And much right? more they curious had, too. It, oh, are you yeah. kidding me? Like yeah. with very little, with basically, I mean, baby boomers, that means they were born after World War II. Yeah. Like they didn't know, especially in the, in the West, they didn't know war. They hadn't been war on their soil. They didn't know famine. They didn't know real, not real disease. I mean, yeah. real plagues. And they didn't know any of that stuff. And it was just like, oh, I guess we're just supposed to live forever. We're just supposed to go through. And then like, here comes the situation where, they're like, okay. And then it was put on your mask. Like the, the problem here is we do, will not acknowledge this. Let's not acknowledge any of this. Like, let's not acknowledge that, that death is there, like put on our mask. And it's, it, you know, bringing this up and bringing that story up, it really, like I was very in my life as an, as an escort, right? So it's like as a gigolo in my life, sure. that, that period of my life, I was incredibly successful. Like, first off, it's something next to no one could even be a professional at. Never mind that I was like super famous for it. But one of the things that was different with me than, let's say, all of my other colleagues that I noticed, because sometimes we'd go on double dates, we do these sorts of things. Like, for me, and, and I had very high dollar clients and they came back and back and back, but most of it, and, and people would think, oh, it's a sexual thing. No, it wasn't. It was a conversation thing. But what was yeah. different about me was I did not let ever the conversation stay masked, right? So it's like I immediately was drilling like deep within 10 minutes we're talking about, and that's what my clients loved about me. And that's what they said. Like, that's why they would keep coming back because they're like, I've never had a conversation. So many times people would say at, at a certain point, a woman would be like, I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. Like the oh, first time yeah. I ever met her, okay. be like, I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. I've never told this to anybody. Like almost 
every single one of them. And the reason why is because like in, I, I, for me, I was totally uninterested because it was boring to me to stay at a superficial level. Because yeah. if I stayed at a superficial level, what I knew was this will be the same two hours over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. And, or four hours or 12 hours or a weekend. And it's like, guess what? I can't do that. I will, I will, I will drop this profession. If I'm going to be in this profession, it has to always be different. The only way for it to be different was, no, we're going to get into the pain. Yeah. We're going to get right into the trauma. I'll share with you mine, my insecurities, my whatever you share with me, right? Where it's, we're going to get, so that would be the thing. Like, oh, brought something up. Oh, very emotional. And instead of like, and then they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. that No, 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 no. We're talking about that now. No, that's good. Yeah. That's uh, what we're talking about now. Like all that other, whatever, whatever we got to, to get to this point, this was where we needed to go. Yeah. Let's talk about that right now. That's my favorite. That's my favorite thing. Like, like what you're talking about right there. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and like, you just said this really cool thing about yourself. I'm not going to come and be like, well, here's a really cool thing about myself. But no, like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, we're vibing. relating to what you're saying because <laughs> that's, that's kind of a joke between, and I'm sure lots of people do this with father, but that's like one of my favorite things is like with father is yes that like, I, I, uh, not so much anymore. He's a busier man than he was, but, uh, I used to meet with him pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. We're just in his office and talk or whatever. And, um, I remember I, would sit down and he'd be like, hello, hello. Like, hey, how's the uh, wife? He's like, fine. How's the kids? Good. Cool. I was like, all right, cool. We got that stuff out of the way. And he would just be like, all right, thank you. Like, that's so refreshing that we can just like dive right into it because yeah, it's yeah. like the, the, but, the, but, the, but, the, but, the, but is like, it's fine. It serves its purpose. It's there because you have to recognize like when I'm dealing with people on like a day-to-day basis, I'm thinking really right now of post-liturgy coffee hour. That's really what mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. A lot of times people just went through this huge like emotional experience. They were getting some stuff carved out of them. They were getting some other stuff put back in. I can't really expect them to function at a much higher level than just like, let's get through coffee hour. Let's like, let's like let our children play. Let's fellowship with people. Mm -hmm. So I don't really expect people to be like, like really like bearing their soul, which is what I'm always kind of looking for. I'm always not practiced at it. I think that's what it is. It, so, you have to be practiced at it to feel comfortable because it's it's scary if you're not practiced at it. So that's part B. Part yeah. B is that I have the both curse and extreme strength of being an alcoholic. And the right. fact that like my recovery is contingent upon me being okay with staying in that space of being in that space of willing to explore what's going on with me. Because like drinking is not a huge risk for me. There's still a risk, but becoming like quote unquote suicidal is Mm -hmm. quote unquote in the sense that like that wound, that button gets bigger and bigger and bigger that that demon can push because I'm getting more and more and more miserable. Right, right, right. I'm having stuff inside of me because I'm eternally extremely broken. The fact that I have to drink a fermented sugary substance that's intoxicating for me to feel quote unquote normal i I think i've heard this maybe i'm wrong it's the only disease that you only become quote unquote normal once you indulge the disease 
any other time, it's crazy. If you look at this yep. 12 steps, if you familiarize with yourself. I am. I am. The only one that deals with alcohol is the first one. That's right. That's it. All the rest of them are how to live sober. Spiritual. So, it's, a um, spiritual it's, it's a spiritual program. It's a spiritual program. So I remember very distinctly, distinct, very distinctly, there being one conversation. This was years ago. So this is how big of an impact it had on me. Where I was just sitting there as a coffee hour after liturgy, and I was sitting like drinking my coffee, hanging out by myself. And this person sat down, uh, a brother from the church, um, and I sat down. He sat down not too far away from me. He's like, he's like, hi, how are you? I was like, I'm good. How are you? And I like look back, like kind of not really looking at him. So my business isn't doing well. Kind of been depressed recently. This is not a guy I go at the time I knew super well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wit. I was like, really? Okay, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not mm-hmm. even like, ooh, let's dish. Like, let's got it's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 let's be real. Like, let's let's yep. honestly connect with each other because like there's some real things we could talk about right now. And sure, I tend to lead with stupid things like Star Wars or comic book movies or stuff like that. But really, that's just kind of a way to get people talking and laughing. Sure. Because once they do that, once they're energized, it's like one of the reasons why. I'm okay with people drinking around me. Mm-hmm. It's like drink, get loose. Cause the looser you get, the looser I'm going to get. The more you're willing to talk mm-hmm. about things, I'm going to be the more willing I'm going to be to talk about things because in vino I, veritas, in vino veritas. Yeah. It's in spirit in you, like get some things mm-hmm. going, like feel the motivation in like, since you still continue to seek comfort in alcohol and there's nothing wrong with that because it hasn't become a problem for you. There is a level to you that is left, and I don't mean this to be derogatory, because if you guys get to drink alcohol, if that's your guys' perk, my perk is that I get to be brutally honest with myself, and that allows me to hang out in a station in a subsect of my soul that is not available to some people who drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. So those are the perks. You guys get alcohol. I get this deep, sharp, like deep, dark, like subsect of my soul that most people don't get. So I get to hang out in there. Mm-hmm. and like i'm ready to go there i'm ready to go there anytime and like let's go there but like um if if uh and so like if you guys drink and you and that's what it takes to get you there let's get there like hang out there and this is why i'm cool with you drinking around me because then it's not really a huge temptation for me unless it's just a really brutal day and that's the case then i'm probably gonna excuse myself and go somewhere else but like i can hang out in this and like talk with you in exchange and be like real because that was something I didn't have for a long, 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 long time until I started drinking and then that became false. That's a whole other story. But I'm so tired of talking about myself. Well, it's mask, well, it's mask off, right? Like this, this is again, this is the idea of- This is hashtag unfiltered. There is no filter yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, that's, I, that's, that's, that's it. I yeah. sit on my chin, like in this picture. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, the mask is, the mask is a filter right? Like what they've been saying is put a filter on, walk around with a filter. Like you need a filter over, you need a filter of your communication. That's what they're saying. Like, and it's, it's like com- communicable disease, like your communication in every right. way. Wow. Right. So it's like what you're, com- the things that are coming out of you, you need to put on a filter and it's the filter that we have prescribed for you. Like it's a specific filter. Like the people who are really do it, it's not just any filter. They don't play with the filter. It's like a filter and then maybe even another filter over the top. Like you need to be filtering because were you to stop filtering, 
well, wasn't that like the, the, the first reality show that was big, the real world? Yeah. And they the said, you, okay, you know, sure. What, what is it when people, when people stop being nice and start nice and real. start being real? Well, nice is a filter. Yeah. Oh, nice is yeah. the mask. Polite. And so it's like politeness, politeness. And that's what was so interesting was like in the early days, they were trying to show, well, what are real people? when we like take the filters off like let's take the filters off it's cinema verite it's like real like um you know like hidden cameras yeah it was all hidden cameras and stuff it wasn't now it's like camera crews following you there were camera crews and lighting when we were doing our show it's edited in a certain way it's sort of staged out the way that they 100%. do all that is propaganda yeah. right because what they found was okay it's too much it's it's too much work to string together a story. If all we do is we just get tons, that's why they had to have them live in the house, right? And they had to film them for months and months and months because you don't get that much stuff. And they're like, this is way expensive. Yeah. Let's instead, let's just stage it out to the, we decide the story we want to tell from the beginning. Let's stage it out so that we get those stories told either on a per episode basis or like these lengthy arcs or whatever. And then we'll just sort of, stage it out and make it look kind of real and this is i mean this is the propaganda that we're seeing but um, the unfortunate part the unfortunate part is that like it's it has the feeling of depth it has the feeling of intimacy right but it's not it's not actual intimacy like that's the scary part and i think that's also the thing that you get with social media or right, is that it has this, this voyeur aspect. Oh, I'm watching this person. They're shooting it on their phone. They're, you feel like you're there. People would tell me this all the time. They'd watch the show and they'd be like, they'd see me in public and they'd be like, oh, you know, I feel like I know you. You're in my house like every week. I feel like I know you. I feel like I know you. They would talk to me like we were old friends. And some of them who were like, had were cognitive would stop and be like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. They would realize like, oh, this is so weird. Like I'm talking to you like an old friend and you have no idea who I am right now. They would recognize like, I'd be polite and everything, mask on. Yeah. Right. Like I'd be, I'd have my mask on. Sure. And I'd play along with them because they'd be saying, oh, well, what about that time? One of my co-stars did this. Oh, what about the time you guys did this? Oh, what about the time you guys did this? And it's like, oh, Wow you know, no, you think you know everything about me because you think I'm this person that you saw on TV, which was staged, which is like partially me because I'm saying those things. Sure. But, but you didn't even see, you didn't even see the whole thing that happened in the hour that we were sitting there while we were being filmed. You saw a five second stitched together scene, what they call Frankenbiting, where they took something from the first minute and they even combined a look that I gave him 30 minutes later. Yeah. And, it, you yeah. know, all of these things. And it's like, wow, it's not even what happened in that hour. Never mind that it was staged from the beginning. Right. The lights were set up and all of this. Now, mind you, I they made me say say things that I never said. They would do that several times. They do that to all of us. Which is like they, PR it in. Be like, hey, Vin, oh, we need to say this they, thing. No, 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 no. They'd pull it. I'm saying they'd pull it from like previous seasons. Oh, really? Like something that I had said in a previous season or whatever. They would just like, 
not have put put the the shot of somebody else and then have my voice saying it and have them reacting to it. I really like, like him I didn't even say it. But you didn't you said exactly. It. But I didn't even say it that day. Yeah. Right. And this is what people like, but people don't realize that this is the mask. This is the filter. And it's you can fake intimacy. You can fake a deep conversation, but it's it's been edited. That's what's that's the problem is that people are faking this level of intimate. Oh, I love my fans. I love my fans. Right? You love you love your 5 million Instagram yeah, followers. You love yeah. I love all of you. I wouldn't be here without you. It's like wow. This is crazy. It kind of seems like the second part should come first. I wouldn't be here without you. So I love you guys. Well, and that's what it's, but they don't even love them. They don't know. know. Yeah, no, no, no. They don't, I, they don't. I love the number. I love the number next to my name. Yes. Like, I love that. Absolutely love that, you know, but the, the rest of it is like, there's not love. And that's where people, this is why people are unpracticed. Because the opportunities to have real deep conversations, uh, to have a real connection, a real connection it requires at a deep suffering. level, it absolutely. suffering. And you like, have to expose yourself. You have to be able to not flinch. You have to be able to like mm-hmm. sit there as, as a, as a uh, counselor, as a counselor, mm-hmm. I have to be trained to be able to ask a question in a group of three or four people like when I'm leading a group and ask something, be like, does anybody have a topic and just let it hang there. And everyone's kind of like squirming or they get on their phone or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, just kind of like looking around them. I am dying inside when that is happening. Mm-hmm. I am dying. I'm just like, this is so awkward. This is so mm-hmm. weird, but it's like, okay, cool. Well, I guess I'll go. And it's just like, it requires that having to just be like, so, and I, you know, we should probably wrap this up. So I'll, I'll end with something closer to this because I think it's going to be about that time. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's an art. And as unpracticed as I think we should be in our speech, mm. I also think there should be a little bit of practice there because like, because it's lost, right? So everyone's just waiting mm. for their turn to speak. Like everyone's just waiting for their turn to talk. And um everyone is kind of like really just ready to talk about the cool things that they do. And um, which is, by the way, this whole narrative that's being sold to people right now is like, look how interesting you are. Oh my gosh, look at these opinions. Like, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. One of the things that like, I like to do sometimes, especially with, you know, with Beastie Boys is I like to watch reaction videos because generally people get really into the Beastie Boys. Like Mm -hmm. when they're doing reaction videos, I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Everything you're saying is true. They are amazing. Yes, they, they're getting you pumped. They're happy. But like, I'll, I'll see these channels with like 50,000 followers or something like that. And they'll say things like, guys, you know, I love when you know how I feel about when people do these kind of songs and stuff. I'm like, do they know that? Or do you just spend your time thinking that they think that about you? Like that you're all they think about, that there's this intimacy between you guys and it's not even the fans, it's the body of amalgamation of like crammed together human beings that is your fan base that creates this giant like abomination of a well, body. Well, it's, it's, it's also a hypnosis trick. 
because what are they insinuating? They're insinuating that if you don't know, you are not one of us. Oh. You're not in, you are not informed. If you didn't know that you are not informed. So they're, they're in, they're putting you informed. They're actually, Oh, you did, because so many people, my brother, he's a professor, right? I remember this conversation that we were having. Uh, he was still at, he's at Stanford now, tenure professor at Stanford, like super accomplished ac academic, right? Total socialist. So we don't like get along there I can. Uh, in, in, in that regard, but very, but brilliant guy, brilliant guy, no doubt. Uh, but at the time he was at University of Chicago. And I remember he's one of the things I like about him. He's a very honest guy about, um, especially we've always been very honest with each other that, which is, I like, you know what I mean? Is that, that we'll talk and we're our failings or whatever. We will put it out there. We're, sure. we're brothers. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing to do, but we both, we both do it by nature. And I think that it's, it's, that's a positive thing. So I, I agree. I think it so is. So he, I remember this one conversation because he said um, he was talking about this guy who I guess is, was in his, department maybe something like that when he was teaching at university of chicago and I, I distinctly remember it because he said the thing that he was so impressed with about this guy was that they would be let's say at a conference or they would be in their department and someone would be like oh you know um you know jean jean pierre whoever like some random uh yeah and you probably people do this with bands all the time right where it's like oh you, oh, never you know Oh, it's not even that. It's like, oh, you know, so-and-so. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, this guy, my brother said, this guy will be like, no, I have no idea who that is. Who is that? And he, and he said to me, like, it's so refreshing and he's so brave. And even my brother was like, you know, I saw that and I was like, I need to be like that because I didn't know who the person was. And yet I was joining in the group being like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, because it's I like you understand. Yeah. Okay. But this one guy was honest, and he didn't think that it would make him less than. And as a matter of fact, it not only made him not less than, but it impressed my brother, who's a high value per. I mean, he's pre. He's not even forty years old and a, a tenured professor at Stanford. Right? Okay. So, so okay. it's like, in like, it impressed this very talented academic right to be like okay. wow how interesting and all that it was was just like that level of mask off right because that's the mask again oh okay i'm i'm with you now i see right because you imagine you're talking with all these academics and they say well of course you know uh what so and so and so and so said about yeah. this and everybody's like oh so rah, 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 rah. of course we all know of course we know of course oh yes 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 carry on carry on carry on and this one guy was like uh no i have no idea what you're talking about right now yeah emperor's new clothes emperor's new clothes right okay sure so okay i don't mean to be that <laughs> go ahead i don't know emperor's new clothes so he's naked, right? Like, but nobody yep. has the the nobody has the, the balls to tell him that yep. he's naked. Okay, all right, I got you. And a kid, and a kid says, "The emperor's not wearing any clothes because the thing is that oh, it's the the fabric is so fine that only someone with a pure soul, a virtue, only a virtuous person person could appreciate the fineness of it, and the fact that these people can't even see it." And they're all telling each other, oh, yes. Oh, it's so fine. What? Oh, I've never seen anything so fine. And really, okay. it's a scam. It's a scam that these yeah. guys have come in 
right? And they've got not, they've done nothing and they're just paying them and everybody's like, yeah. And then some kid, some innocent child says, the emperor's naked. The only uh, virtuous person. Hmm. The honesty, you know. But that's that 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 is such a desirable. Yeah, and you can tell, and, and then there's this middle ground where you can tell sometimes where people will say that, but they kind of curl their toes to admit it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or you can even do the thing where it's like you'll start naming bands that don't exist. And people, yep. oh, I think I've heard them. Yeah, I like the yeah, first yeah. album oh, yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm just making stuff up right now. And it's like, yep, yep. okay, how, what does it have to take? What happened that you have to lie about this? Like what, because I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I, it happened to me. It just at a certain point, like it, it's like a, a cheap, gross high that has a really gross emotional come down afterwards. And so I can't afford that. But, um, well, that's what it is to be informed. That's what it is. That's what it, that's, it's the virtue of being informed that it's like, oh, you don't, oh, you don't uh, know that, or you don't think this, or you don't believe this. Like, look around, everybody thinks it and believes this. It's exactly the same thing as agreeing about the line being longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's exact, like, it's just human nature. And it's like, ultimately it's who do you answer to? I, I think for me, this is really about Christ as versus the world. Because when we are saying yes, and we're agreeing, really what we're doing is we're looking for our validation in the world. 100%. 100%. But when we look for our validation in the Lord, then we can just be honest and say, actually, I don't. I don't know. And we feel icky. We feel like gross if we do just agree like, oh, why did I, uh, why did I kind of compromise? It's like, Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it to fit in, but at the same time, I know mm -hmm. it's wrong, but I, I'm trying to, trying to tell myself I'm not wrong. It's like mm -hmm. that part in um, the first Avengers movies, I probably have quoted it before because I love it so much. But when Loki is first standing in Germany and he's like surrounding all those people, the Loki copies or whatever, and he's like, kneel and all those people kneel, except for that one old man gets back up. And he's like, I will not kneel to men like you. And he's like, there are no men like me. Loki's like, there are no men like me. And then the other guy's like, there are always men like you. And I'm like, yes, that That's is it. exactly it. That That's is exactly it. it. Because I'm not going to kneel. I'm not going to do Well, I, I will for a while until someone convinces me, hey, it's probably not a good idea to kneel. And I'm like, okay, well, then yeah, I'll get up. That's fine. That's cool with me. Um, because I see a couple of other people who are not kneeling. So I'm going to go hang out with them and smoke cigarettes or something. Um so man, it's amazing to me that I'm always just like, I just told my wife before I came down to record, I was like, yeah, it's probably not gonna be a very long episode because father's not here. And it's just like, oh no, no, this is two times now where we've just done us and There's we filled out the about. whole two hours. There's a lot, I love it. I love um, it. it was a great conversation. Oh, I, yeah, love I mean, it. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> we'll see what the folks have to say about it, except I am, I, I, uh, I, I'll, 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 uh, I'll see what people have to say about it. But I think it'll be good. I like it. So I, I enjoyed it. I hey, enjoyed it. So you know I, I thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. It's one more thing. It's just like one more thing on YouTube that's probably bucking the algorithm a little yep. bit. Yep. So, uh, okay. So um, if then, uh, what is one? Oh, the closing question is now. Yes. Um, what is one album? 
that you either like that nobody else likes or that you dislike that everybody else likes. And I'm not going to say the Beatles, the Beatles are right out. Everybody likes the Beatles. I don't like the Beatles. Um, mm. But like. Mm. And then the, Smash Mouth uh, is right out because I'm, I'm on. I've gone on record saying that I so like. It's, I like or nobody else likes or I don't like. And everybody else likes. Everybody else likes. Well, it's like a renowned album that you're just like not into because I can say with oh, man. somewhat confident that there are parts, and I know you're not really into metal, but there are some parts. It is not a very good album, but there are some parts of Metallica's Saint Anger, which hmm. are pretty rad. Like, and I think I like the snare drum. I don't know if you're familiar with that album. Does everybody not? I am, but does everybody not like that album? I thought that's Universally like a loathed album. But what's but what's its? How did it chart though? I think it probably sold well for a little while. But... And this, and this is so. This is what it's difficult to me, right? Because now what I'm thinking, like I always go off, like I'm thinking charts. When you talk about something that everybody likes, like maybe that's the difference between you and I, and that's good. Well, I was in the music. I was in the music industry, so it's always just like it, my mind always goes to sales, right? So I'm like, I it's hard for me to think of an album, and maybe this is why it was hard for me with movies as well, because I think of like box office, okay. because I'm like, it's Batman versus Superman sold very well. It was a financial well doer, but it's a loathed movie, and I can and I music, agree. Music is a little different, I think. Music is a little different because. Can you think of an artist? An artist that. that aimed... Oh, we've talked about this already. Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. I can't, okay. I can't stand. Let's take artists off the table and let's take yeah. albums off the table. Let's maybe pick another one because I'm just really trying to get some content here. <laughs> I'm just trying to get like five more minutes of cool down time. Um, because <laughs> there are parts on St. Anger where especially the song saint anger i'm not really going to defend this album because it comes down but it sounds a little like danzig danzig-esque mm. of like just like just like really weird vocal delivery style that like james hetfield did um and it's it's during a particularly like culturally low point i believe the mid-2000s when things were pretty bad there for a little while it just didn't seem like there was a whole lot going on at least in mainstream stuff that was very good. And I'm never going to defend this album because there's whole chunks of that album I don't like, but there are some groovy, cool parts that it's like, yeah, I'll get down to that. That's pretty sweet. And like, I don't think, I think it gets a harder time because it was such a departure from for Metallica because mm. there was not one guitar solo on that entire album. Um, it was just like really like punky, kind of like thrashy, not thrashy, thrashy's not right, but like kind of hardcore punky, like just like a lot of D beats, a lot of like weird explorative choices for them to make. And I admire them for doing it because it was such a departure. And I think that honestly, it got lambasted a little bit because of gatekeepers. Um, of course. Like it's one of the reasons of why I kind of always, here, here's another one. I kind of will always respect while in no way condoning, but somewhat respect like the juggalo movement and new metal. Because they oh. were critically land like just just torn, torn apart, torn apart by East Coast and uh, West Coast like gatekeepers. Not good music. I'm not into it. 
but I'm always a little bit like, thank you for keeping going and being staying true to your fan base, even though like everyone was telling you that your your music sucked and it did most of the time. It really well, did. but the the like you look at like Insane Clown Posse and like the money that they generate, like that's they they're like the Grateful Dead, like the yeah. the the money that they generate, like real money that's theirs like they're hyper successful yes it's, in terms of musicians like they are and they have their own they can't be canceled by anybody no no they because they nobody have can their, cancel them i know and that makes me respect them more because oh, yeah i don't know where they land on anything but i guarantee it that they're probably not cool with a whole bunch of like the covid stuff oh just no are you kidding me they're just like you th- do you think that there's do you think there's masks at a juggalo uh one of those juggalo what do they even call them gatherings mask no i actually think that's no, pretty funny no. how are you gonna drink uh, so i will so one is coming to me one is coming to me and it's it's um because because of the fact that you're bringing up like artists who are who are big but maybe there's one album and i will say this be, just and just because i finished off uh the his netflix documentary but the kanye west album which one that is the lowest i think on everybody's list is probably my number two or number three. And that's 808s and Heartbreak. Like, okay, that is, so this is like the album that he did right after his mom died. It's the one that nobody talks about. It's all electronic. It's when he moved away from the samples. He was doing all kinds of samples and stuff. And he just went to all his own stuff. It's got auto-tune. He's singing. It's got auto-tune all over his voice. Like all of that. It was just, there was no big singles, no nothing. I think that is like, it's arguably his best album, arguably his best put in the context of the time, right? And how like groundbreaking, I mean, Yeezus is an insanely good album, but like, I almost, like, I almost can't listen to it at this point, but like, it's so, it's like so good. Oh, is it, so is good. it dark? Is it weird? Is oh, it... oh, like, yeah. I and can... it's, and it's hard. Like it's, it's a medley album really like it's Jesus is so hard so like it's to the point where I listened to it the first like the first go through and I think everybody has said this I was like I don't even know if I can listen to this like I I was like it's unlistenable the second time I listened to it I was like this is genius this is absolutely genius can I confess something go ahead I don't really like Kanye West see I'm just not into him I've tried I've tried several times, like, especially like it's, after it's, it's the... clouding Kanye, Kanye, the character is clouding. Oh, I don't care. Clouding about... you. I don't know. He's, no, cl- no, no, he's no. clouding. I don't you. care about that. I'm a diehard Morrissey fan and Morrissey mm-hmm. has been like torn to shreds in like the last couple of years as a racist bigot. And it's just like, that stuff doesn't bother me. I don't care about that kind of stuff. Like, uh, I'll check out any artist. I'm pretty good at separating the artist from the music. I mean, Andrew WK is like a hardcore, like, I, I don't know what it, Huxley and Satanist dude. Like he's like totally well, like, no, he, I mean, here's, here's the issue with Kanye. Kanye, you can't listen to a Kanye album like a year, a year later. This is okay. the problem. Like if you listen to a Kanye album a year later, there's mean, nothing. But doesn't that mean that it's, oh, okay. So no. he's, innovative yes everybody Everybody immediately copies him okay like the immediately the other thing and it's not even that everybody copies him but the other thing is on the billboard 500 there is no person 
who has more credits than Kanye West. Okay. Credits like of the meaning he either wrote the song, he produced the song, he he is the the artist of the song, like that his name is somewhere on it. He's either the songwriter, the producer, something. There is no human being on the top 500 songs of all times on a Billboard who appears more times than Kanye West. Okay. So like the thing is you'll hear a Kanye West album, but then you have to understand that like there will be 10 top 10 hits that he like produced. Okay. That, yeah. of, of that style. Yes. So if you listen to it two years later, it's like, well, everybody's doing this. Like it just sounds like any other album. That's you have to listen to it like at the time that it comes out and it'll be like, and this is true of every single album of his at the time that it comes out. It's absolutely nobody's doing anything like this and everybody will be doing it six months from then. Like so, that's what makes him, that's what, that's why people are like, he's a genius then he because he's immediately one. copied. Then he, uh, he I, I don't know. He released the Donda two album. Yeah. I, th- I don't know if it was released on the stem player. I don't know if it's been released yet but he's releasing it on his own little player, right? So you have to buy the $200 player that to get the album. Oh, it does. It does because, it, because, it'll have, because people will buy it. Because yeah, people I mean, will buy it. <laughs> I, I remember that Rogan interview, him talking about he doesn't make very much music money off his music, I, unless I remember incorrectly. It's like, that's not no, where doesn't. my money comes from. My money comes <laughs> from the other things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I do music because I want to do it. And it's like, again, I, I feel like I just got to say, his personality does not bother me. Usually the more bonkers a person is within reason, I can get behind it. He's like, not even that bonkers though. Like he's not even that crazy. He personally is. No. no, but the image that is portrayed by him. That's the thing. Yeah. Is like this whole like larger than life. And it's like, okay, I don't know if I could hang out with this dude, but I absolutely, oh, no. I, I can get down. And like, I can't even say like, it's bad music. It's, I think, and I'm going to, I'm going to come at this from a perspective of a person that granted hip hop is not my forte. I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. Hip hop is my forte in the way I'm not terribly informed. I love the hip hop music that I love. I love, I think I don't like hip hop as much that doesn't use samples. I just love the wooden, the like the and analog, like feeling Mm -hmm. to, and like, that's even true with beastie boys. Beastie mm-hmm. Boys at a certain point stopped using as many samples and they started writing their own like synthetic, like uh, mm-hmm. electronic music and stuff like that. And it's like, um, that is cool. I'm into it. But like nine times out of 10, when I'm driving, especially around a Kansas City, and I hear somebody blasting a hip hop beat, those little like rinky dink, like, like, oh, it's trap. It's trap. Like, it's not even, it's what's weird is. And again, this is this is like where the innovation part comes in, right? So it's like you go and you listen to the 808s and Heartbreak album. You realize at the time, no one in quote unquote hip, like it's not even a hip hop album. It's like an electronic blues album, kind of. Like it's not, call it hip hop. It's not even fair because he doesn't even sure. rap on it. He's just sure. singing. Yeah. Right. And it's so all it's like singing auto tune, right? Yeah. But no one was doing that. Now it's literally like everything that they call hip hop is that. Right. So it's it's what it's all of and every single one of Kanye's albums is like that. And it's but that is the one where because it's so. It's also like just it's like dirty. It's not it doesn't sound well produced. That's what's weird about it. 
but it's but yet it's super well produced like that's it's so crazy it's very very weird i remember this album i'm looking at it right now i remember this album he had a single or two off this album didn't he He yeah but they weren't oh oh heartless i mean and it was love lockdown they were not they were number one they were number one but like compare compared like it's not people don't talk about heartless you know that's they're like eh, that's not really a song that comes up you know love lockdown anything Kanye sure, does I see what you're saying any one of those is good it's gonna be a number one but that's the album where people are like eh eh but yet everything in hip-hop sounds like that now what they call hip-hop right which is really trap but it's like everything sounds like that at that time nothing sounded like that nothing and that's that's for for me that's where that that's the type of stuff that i like like i like and that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for what is the thing that everybody copies who is at the center of the network where everybody's like that's the that's the new fire i gotta do that you know that's what that's what i like i I like in in music i've always liked the innovative things i um that was something that I realized pretty early on was hardly ever is the person who is actually innovating something credited with innovating something. That's right. So there's this, there'll be like this whole wave of people saying like, Oh, suddenly like this whole, like, I don't know, like singing an auto tune thing is suddenly mm-hmm. big. And it's just like, Oh yeah. Um, uh, um, but then like it'll be it can actually be traced usually back to like one album sometimes mm-hmm. within reason there's obviously exceptions to this but like you can like really come to this point where it's like okay this is the thing that set off this whole other like this is the mm-hmm. bud that sent off the branch where like everybody mm-hmm. started coming out of this one thing i don't really typically associate that with kanye i tend to think oh it's of- every album it's head, every album head is above the crowd but then again, like I said, I was looking through his discography just now when you were talking and I was like, I, ha- I think I would need context for this stuff because a lot of the stuff I listen to it and it just sounds to me about some of the things I'm not crazy about hip hop about, especially I don't like to be that guy, but I am. It's just like about newer hip hop. I struggle with it. Like oh, it's, it's just because it's, it's not for me. And again, I hate to be this guy. Like I'm, I'm just revealing the, the particular subsect of culture that i stick to just hipsterdom kind of but mm-hmm. like uh like wu-tang samples are just so good it's just like you you like feel like where they looped it you like feel where the loop is you like feel the stringed instrument you feel like and not only that but like again and i i'm this guy but like um because i'm going to continue to sing their praises i don't care i just had this conversation good. with someone the other day where there's just i just don't get where you, you love these guys so much it's like the beastie boys man look but at they weren't because not because all the people you're mentioning aren't making weren't making pop music they weren't making pop music okay right? yeah. so th- so they're making like they're making hip-hop yes and at and at that time hip-hop isn't pop music so like when I mean, you go and you listen to the radio that's not what's on the radio the beastie boys were the very first people to have a number one hip-hop album on the charts yes so that's yes. like the definition of pop so but 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 it's not but it's not i guess what i'm saying is like if you listen now to pick a you know pick a katy perry you know what i mean like pick a pop artist 
and you go on their album, you will hear the same beats on that album that you're going to hear on whatever rappers, literally the same producers will be on it. So it's like, there isn't like what they call hip hop now is just pop music. So it's like electronic pop music that happens to have a rapper, but it's like K-pop, like this band BTS, they've got rap rappers. They've got a rapper in the boy band. Like that's not, it doesn't, you know what I mean? And so I think you're talking about hip hop and I love hip hop, but there's like, what this is, is pop music. And that's why I say Kanye is not even, like to call him a hip hop artist is not correct. Like he hasn't been making hip hop for a long, like hip hop for a long time. He just makes Kanye's music. And then like, it happens to have drums. It happens to be at the BPMs of hip hop. But he's got he's got house tunes. He's got all you know what I mean. He he's just he's doing whatever. But then everybody in pop music copies it immediately, like in urban. So we call it like urban sounding pop. Music. Okay. So I think I am still, and you've you and Father have explained this to me before. I think I'm still confused on what pop music is, because I know you said it, it goes through a machine. It's not a genre so much as it goes through a machine. So then well, it's music created to appeal to the lowest common denominator. It's it's to appeal to the informed, to appeal to appeal to the NPCs, right? So like it's but so what they call pop appeal, pop appeal, right? Does that inherently make it bad? No, no, but it inherently makes it derivative. Okay. So so like it's somebody going, somebody making an album, and it's not just like this album is great. Right. They, they, they make it and they're like, I just want to make great music that speaks to me and speaks to the people around me and that that people love and that gives me a feeling. I just want to make art that I really like. I've got great taste. I've got a lot of skill. I'm going to make this art. And they're like, well, what is it? What do you call this? Who cares? It's great music. Okay. okay. Right. Whereas pop is like, OK, we need to go and get an artist. We're first, going to find a first a chorus like bridge chorus well i mean you're still gonna have the structure but it's not even that it's like it's down to like the artist like we're gonna get we need to find a singer we need a female between the ages of 14 <laughs> it's like creating a boy band okay sure right? like making the band right like they're gonna create a boy band and they're like well we need the funny one we need this is why we hate the beatles right that it's yes. like, like it's yeah, a manu because it's a manufactured the entire thing is manufactured And it's many, it's like, it's derivative in that you're like, okay, we need to do something that would appeal to the masses, not just, we need to create something good. Like it'd be worth your time to watch the first. So this, this genius, the Kanye West documentary, like it would be worth your time because the, the, the documentary, the guy has followed, he follows Kanye around. Like it's incredible that he got some of these scenes, right? Like he follows Kanye around for years. Uh, Just Kanye, I don't know whether he hired him or what, like this guy from Chicago follows him around and catches all these things. But there's this, there's this scene where Kanye is working on his own album. He's been creating all these beats for like all these people. He's unsigned. He's living in New York, struggling, making beats. A lot of them for Jay-Z's label Rockefeller, right? Mm -hmm. There's this scene and this really illustrates it, right? Where he's got Jesus walks on a CD. Right? Is it? Is it? It is Jesus walks. I'm pretty sure. Yes, he's got. 
I'm pretty sure it is. Jesus Walks. It's, it's one of the, off, off the uh, college dropout, it's one of the big singles. He had just finished it. He walks into Rockefeller. Uh, no, it's, is it gold? No, it's not. It's got to be Jesus Walks. He walks in and he's, he's trying to play it for people at Rockefeller, right? He's trying to get signed. He goes into like the marketing department. He goes into somebody else and he like puts it in their little stereo and he starts playing it. And then he's just like, and seeing their reactions, not all of them, like they, they're like, why is he playing this? They don't get it. No head bobbing, no liking of it. Other people walk in and they're like, oh, hey, like ignoring like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Why is this guy playing this for me? Right. Nobody knows him as a rapper. Now, mind you, this is one of the biggest. This turns out to be one of the biggest pop songs of all times. Nobody in this major record label. He's playing for them. What's going to turn out to be one of the biggest hits and biggest sellers for them. None of them can see it because it doesn't sound anything like what's in hip hop at the time. Because they had to keep it, the mask up. It, well, because it does. Well, they can't even hear it. Like they can't even hear that it's good. They can't even hear that because they have so little taste. And this is what it is about pop music. Like these these companies, they don't have nobody there has any taste. What they hear is like, does it sound like somebody else? Is it derivative of something? Oh, that sounds okay. He sounds like Jay Z. People like Jay Z. Sign him. Okay. But when they hear something new that doesn't sound like anything that anybody else is doing, except people will love it. They have so little taste that they can't predict it. They can't predict it at all. And like, it's great to watch this first episode because Kanye can't get signed. Imagine he's got like most of his first album that won a Grammy, by the way. Like it won like six or seven Grammys. College but dropout it won, did? Yeah, it, it won album of the year. The Grammys. Did it really? Yes, it was the album of the year. He can't get signed. No label will sign him. Imagine, and he's got like a lot of the tracks on this album done. And even when he has it done, they won't give him a marketing budget. He's paying for the videos himself. Imagine this. this guy another shot. Ima- Dude, it's, it's well worth it. To watch, just watch the first episode of the documentary and you'll be like, oh, I get it. Oh my Lord, he's, wow. Because like I say, you can't listen a year later because everybody's yeah. copied it. Yeah. Right, like he won a Grammy on his first album, best album, his second album, it was best hip hop album. Right, like he's almost every year he wins a Grammy for whatever album he puts out. And he's done like 16 albums. And he probably doesn't even have to do it anymore. He probably could just sit back Mm-mm. and coast on what he has, but he's still continuing. And not even for himself. He's doing albums for other people that are, that are critically acclaimed. Like art pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's, wild. it's wild. He's wild. It's, but just that, just the idea, it really sinks in when you watch like, wow, he's playing Jesus Walks, a, an absolute bad. smash hit. And they're not immediately like. But what does it have to go through? Like, does it have to go through? Like, why did somebody? Did it have to tell? Is it somebody having to say, "No, this is good." You're gonna and for people to be like, "Okay, yeah." No, you know who said this is good? Success. You know who said this is good? Who kept saying this is good? Kanye West. No, no, no. Sure, that's it. (laughs) But like, why was he able to play it for the people at Rockefeller and they didn't like it? But how did it then become a hit? Because he kept he kept at them, 
like he okay. kept he kept he it's it's so insane because he himself was like already like i'm the greatest i'm the greatest rapper oh no no you know what he was playing for them it wasn't jesus walks he was playing was it through through the wire i think he was playing yes yes i think who knows anyway when he started playing for other what's great is that like through the wire you know he got in the car accident and then he did the whole thing yeah. and his jaw wired shut when he starts playing that for other other big artists like he put there's a scene where he plays it for pharrell i don't know how that like from the neptunes and at the time pharrell is huge right and he's done big like happy and all of these big pop songs sure. and he he and he's rapping it at the time and you see pharrell's face and he's like he's in shock like this is a major like platinum selling producer and he's absolutely in shock hearing this song for the first time and at one time he go and and in the middle he goes like through the wire like he's like because he knew he had his jaw wired shut and he goes through the wire and he and he goes and he walks out like pharrell just walks out of the studio he's in the studio and he just walks out he's got this look on his face of pure shock and he just walks out and the camera follows him out and he comes back and he's like and it stops and he's like you're one of my favorite artists like this is incredible wow i don't i don't i don't know what i don't i don't know what this is like so is is that like the scene and we're gonna wrap up after this yeah please i i'm extremely interested in kanye west now i'm gonna check him out yeah i'm telling is you that, <laughs> is that like the part in the movie where like everybody's like looking at the painting or whatever and they're like oh how bad and then the one really refined person walks and he's like i g it's genius Yep. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, look how wonderful it is. Is that mm -hmm. like, because that's what I'm trying to say is, is like, how did he play it for people at Rockefeller? And everyone was like, uh, not because they're, because the they're, because they're pop, because they're pop. Right. But, but it was, was when he person, played it for artists. Who was Pharrell the person that told those people it's okay to like this? Or did it just like need time to sink in with it? Because I know yeah, I, that's, I, I think, me. I think that's what it, I think that's what it was that like this dude didn't give up. Then he goes and he does like some some guest, like he does a, a few like he does like some guest it's slots like, like Chappelle show like pretty early on like I I remember he I I don't remember exactly what it was I was thinking it was like during the first season or something he was a musical guest and he was like with four other rappers from Chicago. Well, that was on uh, like I, a lot of that was because of Most Def because that happens again. I think he was with Most Def, wasn't he? Yeah, and because like, there, there's a scene where he plays like he's he's with uh, Most Def and Talib Kweli. And he plays them one of his tracks and they have the, no, it isn't that. They're, Most Def is doing this little, this little like freestyle after a show. And then, uh, and it's like, I, I think it's two words. He does this freestyle two words. It's like this, this like sort of spoken word type of thing. And then Kanye starts and he goes and he's got this whole piece. And again, Most Def's face goes like this, like the whole time. And then he's like, and then when he's done, he's, you just see, like, he just looks at the camera and he's like, like what was that like this you could Who see that he's guy? just blown away he's like what just happened like he is he, he, he and this is i mean this is most deaf like it's like yeah it doesn't really get better than that you know what i mean and he's just like blown away and there's you see all of these scenes of it happen in real time and it's like the people who actually know the second that they hear him they know but this this is the difference between like well, art and pop music I don't know. Because Dude, first, just watch the first episode and you'll you'll see like. All right. Yeah. I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. 
No, no, I'm I'm interested because as much as I love music, I love the culture around music as well. I love even learning about people I don't really like that much because it's just like no, no, no. But this is this is this is good um, because it's interesting. I know there's like certain bands I, I don't really like at all, but I love learning their history because it's it's interesting. And also sometimes that context really helps. Like I had a friend, oh yeah, a brother at church that was trying to explain like EDM to me. I'm like, I'm like I still, I'm not quite there yet. I'm getting closer, but like he's talking about like the repetitive, cheap nature of it and stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm starting to kind of get it a little bit, but I. I love this. I'm pretty sure we're at two and a half. Yeah, we've, we're way so, over. We're at two and a half. Probably. <laughs> Let's so go. I'm really sorry about that, folks. This is good. <laughs> no, like I'm, I could probably still keep going, but I'm not. Going. <laughs> it's late for me. All right. I'm going to go have so, some lunch. <laughs> yeah, for real. So I'm going to say everyone, thanks for having a good night, which is now my sign off. And we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully with father, hopefully. Bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs>